Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash geekout. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. Help us out, guys. Come on. Come on, help us out. episode of geek out loud i'm joined by scott rifen you all know him you all love him and we're gonna talk spider-man or something i don't know it's your safe place to geek out this is the geek out loud podcast Welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet, even if you disagree with me. Because I know that even if we disagree, we can all still get along and be friends. My name is Steve Glosson, so glad to be along with you and with me on this episode. Uh, good friend all the way over from Brunswick, Georgia. He's been talking all day, so I figured let's make him talk a little bit more. <laughs> Please welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell your silent applause is already building Scott Rifen, how are you, sir? Thanks for being on. Hi, Steve. <laughs> hey there, how welcome, you doing? Welcome to the show. Well, so good to have you along. <laughs> Glad to make it out to Hazelhurst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott, thanks yes. for being on Geek Out Loud. Why, thank you very much, Steve. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Was this an invitation or did I barge in? No, I forced it. <laughs> I forced it upon you, I think. We- we were just having a nice dinner together, not yeah. recording anything. And I'm like, well, how much time you got? All right, come to the house. We'll yeah. record. Well, no, I think you stopped it and said, we should be recording this. That's true. I did. And then I did. you said, you know, there should be a podcast where people have dinner and record the conversation that takes place over dinner. Oh, there should and, be such uh, a thing. I, I wish there were. I'm not going to lie to you. I almost brought my recorder to record just whatever we talked about. Um, and then I said, no, I don't want to rip off your gimmick. <laughs> so I didn't do that. Well, and I've been doing my gimmick so well lately that, um, you know, it's... There, there seems to be room in the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> <There's... You know? laughs> it's not really, it's not pod fade. It's pod busy. I got to go back because I, I feel like Ryan will end up listening to this. <laughs> and so, yes. and so I know it'll get back to Ron. Yeah. <laughs> that how appropriate is it? On, and this, guys, this is all Dinner for Geeks talk. And so if you don't know the Dinner for Geeks guys, you need to go listen to some of their backlog and, and get to know them. Because there's no front log. How appropriate <laughs> is it for 
for it to be Ron who gets left out of going to see The Force Awakens because <laughs> rather than one person get everyone's tickets, you guys all depended on each other to get we your do, own. We do, not, we do not look out for each other. No, we you do don't. Not. You don't. You are not good friends. That's no. what's so funny. It's like well, you I are... Told you, I told you like a couple of weeks ago, the first weekend of December is our, our anniversary trip. My wife and I go to Disney World right. to celebrate our anniversary. And Jeff... Who's on dinner for geeks with us? Right, and I've been a friend. I'm what forty five. He, we've been friends. He's for, your minion. We've been friends for forty three years. Right, and uh, Jeff's. Oh, hey, guess what? That weekend we're going to be down there too. You want to meet up? And I went, no, nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's maybe we can grab a meal or something. I said, Jeff, you don't understand. No, like you never, <laughs> like you never see him at all. Like, hey, this will be great for us to meet up down yeah, there. No, it's a convenient place. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but it was Star Wars. You were recording on your way back. You stopped at the Cheesecake Factory to do dinner for geeks about Star Wars. Yeah. And poor Ron, who cannot use the internet, just you expected him to order his own tickets online. I, I thought the man could handle himself. You know, it's not that dinner for geeks we don't care about each other, it's that we're rugged individualists. He's got a flip phone from 1997. <laughs> He doesn't He's, know how to text. He doesn't know how to text. You have to leave him a message and just to, and hope he gets it. And, and hope, yeah. Oh. And, you know, poor bastard didn't get it. What no. You, no. And he's left out. I feel terrible for mean drunk Ron. Yeah. No that's, wonder he that's, gets that's, drunk and gets mean. That's why he's mean drunk that's Ron. right. Um, so, ah. so anyhow, you had made the joke, and I made it off air, that... Um, no one's doing these Force Awakens reaction it's just, shows. It really a, seems to be a, a dearth of them in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. yeah. just, somebody needs to do a Force Awakens reaction show, I yeah. think. Well, Because nobody really has. I, I'm going to answer your call to action, sir, I guess. <laughs> we're, okay. still in the, we're still in the heat. That's what's amazing is we're still in the heat of You've got shows that have done... My friends Jason and Jimmy Mack at Rebel Force Radio, they I just saw where their third one was released. Yes, you know, Force yes. Awakens reaction number three. And you know what? They have done so much good, mm -hmm. and they have produced so much that is good. I'm willing to forgive them. Yeah, but I think they're having different people on each. Oh one. yeah, no, like, they're doing no, they're doing it well and right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm I'm I will give them a floater if well not floater flyer. Wow, <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that. I'm sure they're <laughs> thanks, Scott. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for floating that sorry, one this way. <laughs> well, you know, Jimmy Mack told the story on my Star Wars story. Yeah, about how he he left an air biscuit behind that's and George right. Lucas' seat. That's right. That's so, right. You know. That's right. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Mack. Yeah, but they've done the three. You know, I know there's at least one that I was on that hasn't gotten out there yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, because it was too technical, Riley <laughs> oh. Blanton. I'm looking at you. Oh, um, I thought you meant one with them. I no, 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 no. And well, I've got another one uh, that's from actually physically with Riley and Bethany and Teresa. Mm. That uh, will probably depend on how long we go, which I don't anticipate it's going too long. <laughs> okay. We'll get we'll get tacked on. No, I mean sorry. I just don't. I no, just don't. No, I mean sorry. look, I, yeah. you've got you've got an hour yeah. and a half to drive home, Whatever. and I don't want to keep that's you too fine. late. And so we'll probably tag that on to the end of this. I've still got... There's a lot to that's do. Like, that's like pre-playing me off. That's what that was. Well, no, listen, I'm not going to cut you off until you're ready to be cut off, sir. You know you know how this show goes. Steve Glosson is long form. I believe in the long form podcast. I'm a fan of the long form. I, dude, I believe in five hours. It's, I, that's just no sense. In oh, yeah. So, so Joey Tavano... 
who who frequents this board. Brews and Blasters. Brews and Blasters. Mm-hmm. They're doing their recap show. Again, because yeah. they, they sat back and they went, what is no one else doing that we could really carve right. our niche out? Right. Let's do a Force Awakens reaction show. Yeah. And they invited me on. Yeah. You know, I've done one already with Erish. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. I heard yours and Erish. Yeah. Erish yeah. Chernovice. Erish Chernovice. So, but. Terrible. But, hey, no, look, we're fellow countrymen, okay? Germans and Austrians can kid, you know? It's okay. All right. But Bruise and Blast invited me to be on their wrap up show. Did you go? I thought, well, this is going to be great. Yeah. So I said, okay, we're going to start at 1 o'clock. We want you on at 4 o'clock. Holy so, cow. Okay, yeah. So, okay, great. I'll four, it's 4 o'clock. So I told my wife, I said, all right, I'm going to be in my office for a little bit. At 4 o'clock, I'm going to be podcasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just, you know, leave me alone. Right. Tell them, Clean the house. Go, do whatever yeah, you do. Cook. Yeah, do whatever women do. Crying out loud. Take your shoes off. Shoes off. Right. Off. Barefoot in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, not pregnant. No. But otherwise, everything Don't need that. Morning. Yes, not anymore. Uh, so... You know, do what you got to do. Right. And so about 4.30, mm-hmm. she comes into my office and she says, hey, uh, I thought you were going to be podcasting. I said, I was. She said, all I hear is snores. So <laughs> I was, oh, wait, what time is it? Oh, it's 4.30. I have slept through. You missed him? And here's the thing. I always wanted to be on. And when you hear Bruise and yeah. Blasters, a really fun show. Yeah. And you always go like, I'd like to be on that show. So this is the first time I've been asked to be on the show. I uh-huh. slept through it. Oh man! Did yeah. you not like jump on at four thirty and be like, "I'm here now"? No, well, no, because I picked up the, uh, I picked up my my tablet and it had a note from Joey said, "Are you there?" Oh, and it was like, man. "What's wrong?" And it was like, "Oh well, we moved on." I was oh, like, oh man! And it was like the second I was like, "Okay, now I'm here." Oh, we moved on. Oh. So uh, they had a three and a half hour spectacular. Yeah, that would have been five hours had I been there, but I was not there since I was asleep. Well, I uh, I haven't listened to that one. I haven't really listened to many people's reaction shows because I always I, I have felt like a bad fan, um, <laughs> especially after getting taken to task on Twitter after mine and Erish's Erish's uh, little shindig um, because I spent a few minutes talking about my quibbles. But but there are quibbles to be had. Yeah, it, it's I, okay. Yeah, it's a, I, that's my thing. I think it's okay to not. To not fully get a hundred percent behind something, and and to the to the extent that it that in my initial viewing it took me out a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know uh, and and so I've realized I've got to see this thing to get used to it. I've got to continue to watch to get used to the new look and the new yeah. feel, and and that's fine. I, I, that the point is that I'm making is that's fine because I'm in love with the new characters we've been given. Yes, more than anything else, man, I, I absolutely love all these new characters we've gotten, and and I'm just ready to take more adventures with them. Yeah, and you know, there's not there's not a single one that I go, eh, I don't really care for him. Right, I right. Like them all. Yeah, I like Finn. I like Ray, Daisy yeah. Ray. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Daisy Ray, <laughs> Daisy Ray, and uh, Poe, and 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 Kylo Ren to me is just fascinating. How great is Poe, by the way? Yeah, how great is Poe? Oh yeah, oh, starts my gosh. off smart, Alecan. Oh, That's great. I love it. Yes. Love it. Um, but, but what got me saying we need to record is, mm. and, and we're going to jump right into it. Okay. I don't think Ray is Luke Skywalker's daughter. <laughs> you are jumping right into yeah, it, aren't you? Yeah, I don't think Ray so, is Luke Skywalker's daughter. And you know, you know, one of the guys at Making Star Wars posted a big essay supporting his argument as to why. Why uh, she is? Why she is the okay. daughter, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like, she, I feel like she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got that Anakin vibe to her. You know, mm-hmm. knows all the mechanics, can fix everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Desert. yeah. 
Um, what is what is uh, uh, Tekka? What's his what's his first name? Lord Lars von Tekka. Yeah, Lars von Tekka. <laughs> Why don't they just call him Max? I'm like Eric said, but just call him Max Von Sydow. Yeah, it's a good Star Wars name. Yeah, I just call him Ming. And Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless. Or Jesus. Or Jesus. Well, or oh, what was his name in Victory? I loved him in Victory. No, you remember Victory? No, you don't remember Victory? I just said no. Sylvester Stallone, Max Von Sydow, and Pele. Are you serious, Pele? Yes. Wow. There's a and Michael Caine for us. Michael Caine for us. Pele is a bit of a Star Wars connection. Oh, that's if true. If you go back to the first time I was ever on Dinner for Geeks, and we named, before they had the names out, that's right. we named BBP3L3. P3L3. Mm-hmm. Hoping that would catch on. Yeah, but it didn't. Did not. No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but, uh, no, anyway, Max, uh, I figure he's there to watch over her. I figure that's why he's hanging out on... I mean, it, otherwise... It's a big coincidence. Yeah, but if he is, then I feel like he failed in his job, and that's why he's saying this may begin to make things right. Yeah, although I think that line is a plant for the prequel haters, too. Do you think so? Yes, I, I don't think do. so. Now, look, look, you know what? I, I studied screenwriting in college, you yeah. know, Steve. Oh, mm, yes. well. And at Harvard. Thing, <laughs> we at Harvard studying screenwriting. <laughs> I was at Florida, Florida State. State University. Yeah, they also teach uh, you how to get away with crap with they, the law, don't they? <laughs> no, no, but they do teach you how to write about Star Trek. That is a class. Really? And yes, that was a football players all in the writing about Star Trek class. Huh. Never told you that? Uh-uh. We had Marquette Smith. Marquette Smith went up playing pro for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, flunked out of Florida State. Uh, not real sure how. He was taking writing about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And my buddy John was a uh, Klingon. And uh, he was. My buddy John was a captain of a local ship. You know, they don't have fan clubs in Star Trek. Mm. Oh, really? No, they have ships. No. Yes. And no. Uh, yes. My friend John was a uh, captain of one of the Are local you serious? ships. Yes. No. Yes. Don't do that, Star yes, Trek they do. fans. They do. Star Trek fans, don't do <laughs> oh, that. Oh, he had, the, he had the, the prosthetic. Make a change. Star Trek fans, look, go talk to the man or woman in the mirror and beg them to make a change because no. So his, mm. Mar- Marquette Smith, number one recruit running back in the country. What do they call their ships? Like They, what they are, have names. They have names. The USS, like, like the one in Tallahassee was the USS Kaitam. It was a Klingon term for something. Mm-mm. I don't know. what Because it, it was a Klingon Federation no. ship. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is one of the greatest pieces of information I've ever been given that I didn't know. I'm so excited right now to know just how bad off Star Trek fans are. <laughs> Welcome to your almost safe place to geek out. Listen, it's been from the get-go. It's, it's open been, season on Trek. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so so uh, Marquette Smith, number one right. running back in the country, uh, was in writing about Star Trek with my friend John. And this is... Um, this is his paper on his favorite character. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Spocky got uh, big ears and uh, uh, pointy eyebrows, and he is very logical, and he have a blue shirt. Ain't that right, John? <laughs> so, that- <laughs> man, that's terrible. <laughs> that was him reading the. T- <laughs> that's a terrible paper to be writing in college. That's terrible, man. That that's a terrible paper. Terrible. I can't even begin to tell you the depths that you were plumbing with that. That reminds me of that time me and Shaq was riding, and Shaq wanted to tell me about give me directions, and then we didn't get nowhere. That's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we yeah. Sorry, we sport, digress. Sorry, sports fans. Yes. So that was sports. Anyway, that's. But one thing they always taught us in writing classes was no line is there without a reason. Mm. Every line is there for a reason. So what is that line's reason? 
And sometimes, oftentimes, lines will have two or three reasons for being there. Well, and I do feel like there was there were several times in the movie where there were lines like that, and obviously stuff used for the trailer to kind of have those double meanings. But with this, I, I mean, I really don't... I mean, obviously, there's something in this dude's past that he feels like he needs to make right. Or is he talking about a broader sense of things, making the galaxy right? But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to believe it's a slam against the prequels. I just don't want to believe that they that they all feel that way. Because I'm sorry, I love the prequels, and I feel like that I'm tired of being that guy who's just like on the outside. Like someone even said something the other day in the chat. As far as remember, when Steve said that he was glad the Incredible Hulk came out so he could stop defending Ang Lee's Hulk. And and I did say that because I defended Ang Lee's Hulk for a long time. Then Incredible Hulk came in. I'm like, oh, thank God there's a good Hulk movie out there. But I don't feel that way with this Star Wars versus the prequels. I still love the prequels. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but, but remember Kathleen Kennedy. Are there any characters who aren't going to be in this uh, movie? Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. And that's just, you know, for one thing, regardless of what you want to say about Jar Jar, uh, he's made them significant amounts of money. And if and then they made the joke after that, and there will be no Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. And I would just like for them. I think Lucasfilm, if they feel that way about the prequels and about about the Ewoks, they should take all the money that they made off of Jar Jar and Ewoks and donate it to charity. Mm-hmm. That'd be a ton of money because yes, I'm. Yes, it would. Because they still have Ewoks for sale. Yeah. They, Disney's oh, they, doing this Disney's stuff. Ewoks, Ewoks and yeah, yeah. wonderful Ewoks. So I, I'm not. Or as I'm, we call them, Teresa Walks. Yes, yeah. Teresa so. Walks. <laughs> Teresa Walks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, they 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 did the whole thing on uh, on Twitter where people were like changing their names to like Star Wars yeah. names, like Star Wars puns, and she couldn't think of anything. And so finally, I'm like Teresa Nube because of Teresa Nube. I don't know if you saw that episode of the Clone Wars. There's a great Jedi named Teresa Nube who he's walking around with a cane. He's real slow, and, and Ahsoka gets her lightsaber stolen, and so he's helping her go after the people, and he's just dragging butt all over Coruscant, and she's like, you gotta hurry, you gotta hurry! Now did Anakin glue on a fake beard and go, this weapon is your life! No, no, okay. no, no, no. She, that's why she didn't let anyone know. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. and he kind of found out, and so he's like, I'll help you. And um, and so, at one point, he takes and pulls his lightsaber out of his cane, though. Ah! And that was really cool. Ah! Yeah, he's a cool, cool figure from the clone wars and so and she turns it down cold no she loved it she, oh, okay. she went for it but that was the only thing we could think but if i'd have thought Teresa walk i would have told her that one <laughs> sorry about so that. sorry Teresa. um so anyhow so now, back to raise uh, back to the prequel thing oh. i don't i just don't i mean i don't want to believe though that they're going to i don't know i just feel like let's talk about the prequels to them like i'm like let's sit down and talk about this because i even saw where abrams kind of skirted the issue of midichlorians and everything and and you can skirt them as long as you don't ignore you know like if well then his whole thing was them. well his whole thing was is like i don't want to retcon what's going before that's yes. not what i'm about and he's like you know for me the sport the force was always more spiritual and everything and i'm like that's the point of midichlorians yeah. and midichlorian counts is that is that the Jedi have come to a point where they're doing biological exams on people to determine their strength in the Force. Yeah, what, what a lot of people don't seem to get is what's happening in the prequels. Yeah. And one of the things that is happening is the Jedi The Jedi are way off course. Mm-hmm. They're way off course. They're, you know, and it, what I found actually interesting and an interesting parallel in the new movie is you know, how the, the First Order is getting their stormtroopers. They're going and taking babies away from their families. Well, guess what? That's what the Jedi That's what were the doing Jedi at the were end. Doing. Yeah, yeah. They were going, hey, you got a force sensitive kid. We're taking him with it. But wait, wait, we don't really want you to. Don't worry about it. It's for the good of the Republic. Yeah. And so yeah, the Jedi were way off course. Yeah. 
And so when they're doing midichlorian counts and all this other stuff, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, no, as, I don't. As, as far as storytelling goes. Right, right. And I think that's what a lot of people forget is, is, is there, that Lucas was telling a story. Mm-hmm. You know, and to tell that story, there had to be things that made us uncomfortable sometimes in it because to help us understand that the Jedi had the Jedi been perfect, then none of this would have happened. No, you know, had they been on course, none of this would have happened. But they were flawed. They had gotten too comfortable. They be, they believed too much the, in a code. The Force had even given up on them. Yeah, remember they're like Yoda and, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Our ability to use the Force. Yeah, uh, should we tell them? I think it's time to let everybody know what. No, be. no, we can't tell them. No, are you crazy? We can't tell anybody. And again, another flaw. Mm-hmm. Because oh, we're too protective of our position, right? That we can't just let it. So yeah, I mean, the Jedi are painfully, yeah. ridiculously flawed by the time we get to the prequels. Well, and so, and so, I feel like that again. I think it comes down to a fundamental misunderstanding of the story George was trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And so, when Episode Seven comes along, as good as it is. And it, and it's lacking Lucas's touch and Lucas's storytelling. For those of us who are like me, who loved what he did, I, I'm, I'm listen. You want to talk about the flaws in those movies? I can talk about the flaws in the prequels and the original trilogy. I can talk about the points that are imperfect in those things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I love them and I love the the story and I love the storyteller. And so my thing is having to get used to this new way of storytelling in the Star Wars universe. It's just, it, it doesn't mean I don't like the movie. It means that I'm having to get used to it. And so when I get taken to task on Twitter, you know, after, after I've given my quibbles and, and I spend another hour gushing over everything about this movie, <laughs> I'm just perplexed at what's going on. But that's, that's the culture and that's the climate of this day and age. If you don't, love something that the culture says you're supposed to love unreservedly unabashedly wholeheartedly it is perfect and flawless then you hate it yeah Yeah. and you can't raise one objection you know i raised the objection the other day the first note's wrong oh yeah you've got a real problem with the score i have i I mean if i can just bring that up and let let everyone know (laughs) scott hates john williams (laughs) (laughs) i don't hate john williams but i think the score was a weak sister score and and i I'm disappointed in that because, I mean, look, I about 10 years ago, I had this marvelous idea. 10, 12 years ago, I came up with this idea of a website where you write little essays. Mm-hmm. And then you just update all the essays and you have little categories for your essays. Like a blog? Hey! <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they came up with a blog. I went, well, I don't need that. What? Okay. But uh, yeah, I mapped it all Scott, come on. Out. You got you to gotta get those ideas out there quicker. I, I had actually written a bunch. Well, see, that's stupid me. I was like, got to launch a website with content. Mm-hmm. So I was writing essays to put up on my essay site. Right. I was going to call it like an essay page. Oh. Or something like yeah. that. Essay. Essay. Hey, but essay. I didn't think of blog. And I guess right. that's probably the difference between success and failure right, right there is blog. Blog is short for weblog. Weblog, yeah. Okay. For me, it was essays. Because yeah. I didn't know a blog. But anyway, uh, one of my essays was about how John Williams was, because at the time, you'd look at his credits, and he was doing four or five movies a year. Mm-hmm. And I thought his scores were all suffering, including the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Minority Report was a lesser creature than it could have, should have been. And I thought the Harry Potter stuff was lesser than it should have been. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think he was in a good place. Yeah. And I wrote a piece about how he's doing too much. So now, with The Force Awakens, he's got one year and doing nothing but this movie. Mm-hmm. And it ain't any better. Yeah. So, and, 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 to, and to get the first note wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the note is the technical correct pitch. Sure. 
but it's not. It doesn't have doesn't all of the blast. instrumentation. It with doesn't it. blast in yeah. the way the rest of it does. I yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting thing, and I noticed it when I first heard the the score. There are a few things to really like in that score, mm-hmm. um, but I think the big thing you point out was that there's no big centerpiece, really. And a lot of people would point you to Ray's theme. That no. uh, but that Ray's theme is. I'll it. point back. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not guaranteeing which finger. No, but, oh, wow. <laughs> now, this is geek out loud. So, um, I do like, there is a there is a track, I, I need to pull it up here. There is a track called um, Skirtso for X-Wings. I do mm. like that track. Mm. I think it's a cool track. It's got the adventure and excitement. It's got, throws in a little bit of that rebel fanfare in there every now and again. You got the Star Wars theme being played in the background. It's, Can I tell you a dirty secret? Yeah. Until I heard it on Oxygen, I didn't realize the rebel fanfare was a rebel fanfare. I, I guess thought that I was Imperial either. music. Really? I thought, yeah, because Imperial Attack. <laughs> what is Imperial? Remember Imperial <laughs> Attack from the original soundtrack album? Yeah. That's. <laughs> Now on the original sound, okay. Full confession: okay. the first, the first Star Wars music I ever had in my possession was a CD that was music from the original trilogy. Um, um, not that Utah Symphony thing. Um, yeah, got to be the Utah Symphony thing. It may be. I, I may have it it's got all here three somewhere. Logos as if uh, the Star Wars going to crawl. Mm, kind of the Star Wars trilogy. Verez yeah, the Sarah Utah Band. Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, Verez Saraband label. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. How yeah, about right me? there. What's my name? Yeah, look at there. Anyhow, they've got it listed as Here They Come. The Death Star Escape track you're talking about? No, no, no. No, oh. I'm talking about Imperial Attack, which is the, the beginning of the album. It's what they play uh, when the Imperials are attacking. Oh, the yeah. Yo, as it, as it winds down and then it comes. Bum, bum, yeah. 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 And so th- that's called Imperial Attack. And it's melodically, it's the same. It's the Yeah, because it goes. Yep, yeah. you're right. You're right. And so I always thought that was an imperial theme until David Collins went, Yep, here's the rebel motif again. And I went, What? Rebel? What? But doesn't he call that that because it, most of the time it's when the rebels are fighting oh, it's, when it's no, played? It, apparently, that's John Williams' thing. That is the rebels' music. Well, they are fi- they are chasing the rebel blockade runner. Yeah. So let me, I'm, I'm trying to find it here to pull up because Imperial Tech. Now, this is track number three on the special edition one. So that's Imperial Attack. Right. French horns. Mm-hmm. See, so I just always thought that was Imperial music. Yeah, I guess, but at the same time. Yeah. It sounds I guess sinister, so. sounds Imperial. Right, right. But no. But no. That's rebel music. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't... But they're on the blockade runner, aren't they? Isn't that what's going on there? Well, yeah. And it's a rebel ship. But they're imper- But it's called Imperial Yeah, but Attack. it's not being played... But it's being played in it's a not way... It's called Rebel Defense. I mean, I see I see where you're coming from, but I, I... So, anyhow, I see what you're saying. I see where you're making the mistake, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, apparently but- it was my mistake, yes. <laughs> a, a mistake that... Yeah, rightfully so. You, you made a mistake. I... Um, but anyhow, that skirts over X Wing. I, I dig that. Okay, track. go for I, it. It's a dig track. I mean, well, it's, me, it's a what? I, I was saying it's a dig track. I, but I, what I was trying to say is I dig that track. Oh. Um, let me see if I can. I got to pull it up here again now because I I had uh, 
navigated away from... See how they keep... It has a throwback to me. It feels kind of like the old forest battle on Indoor. It feels... Really? In some ways, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, do you? No, no, you know what? It actually reminds me... Again, see, I keep... Sometimes I'm too old school. Mm -hmm. And I go back to the original soundtrack release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of The Last Battle. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. Uh, Although The Last Battle wins between the two of those, but... It doesn't, right. it's evocative of that. Right. And I think it's intentional though. That's what I'm yeah. saying is that is that feels like the old school stuff in the way that the way that the theme is peppered in mm-hmm. and it just kind of will rise out of nowhere and everything. Mm-hmm. My only my only critique of that would be that even Lucas I mean, even Williams has said that that theme's supposed to not be the Star Wars theme. It's supposed to be Luke's theme. Yeah. But it feels like in, in this movie we've transferred the force theme over to Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's fine. He's now the Obi-Wan character, I guess. You know how I found out that was even the Force theme? How's that? Because that was the B-side of the Empire Strikes Back Miko single. Oh, yeah? It was just called the Force theme. And okay. Like, oh, that's the Force theme. Okay, hmm. didn't realize The Miko that. single. Yeah, Miko. Nice. <laughs> Doing some disco. <laughs> Doing some disco. But you're right. I feel like that there's not, even that's not a real standout track as far as like that single that it's would be released. Melody. No, Mm-mm. it's a scherzo. It's a scherzo. Is that how you pronounce it? Scherzo. 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 Yeah, because you know he had the scherzo for motorcycle and orchestra as well. He did do that, and then in <laughs> in that last crusade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. So, um, I'm, he likes I'm, the scherzos. Yeah. Scherzo. What is a scherzo? I don't know what a scherzo is. I should know what a scherzo. Is. It's it's obviously a musical term. <laughs> yes. It's obviously some classical musical term. Um, But anyhow, I don't think Ray is Luke's kid. I say all that to say I don't think Ray is Luke's kid. I know everyone's saying that, but here's why. Okay. Let me just just throw a few things out. Well, I hope she's not, because what does that make Luke? I know you said... It makes Luke a guy who rejected the bad parts of the Jedi teaching like you don't get attached to somebody when mm-hmm. that's the that is the natural state of humanity right. is to want to be attached to someone else mm-hmm. and to form you know romantic entanglements and all of that and and look let's be honest here if if bloodlines make better jedi why would you not want them to go have kids look i'm not disagreeing with you <laughs> I'm not. My problem is not even that. That means Luke would have been romantic with someone or had romantic engagements. It mm. just to me, what I'm saying is, what does it make Luke that he abandoned his kid on this junk planet? You know. Yeah. Well, and abandoned him with uh, with Uncle Hulka, whatever. <laughs> Uncle Ming. <laughs> Uncle. No. Are oh, you talking about Plunk or yeah. uh, Platt, uh, Uncar? Yeah, I, I got it. I really believe his name is Uncle something. That's uh, where they mm. came up with that. I think they Lucasized. You, you're that. talking about the Doctor Who alien Uncar Platt. He does. He looks like a uh, looks like a Sankaran. Sankaran. Yeah. yeah. Sankaran. Yeah. Not Sankaran. No Sankaran. Okay. Sankaran. 
But uh, yeah, what's a Sankaran? I don't know. That's oh, some Shankara stone from Temple of Doom. Boom! There See? it is. Yeah, yeah. Right back around. Sibilinga, like Sibilinga. He took the stones from here. I like that guy. You know, this, this is the old guy was the Sibilinga, yeah. and then the, the other guy comes up who sounds like he's from some cartoon. Yes, he took the stones he from took here. The stones from here. <laughs> Smooth stones, as they've been in the Sacred River. I'm like, why is Sacred River Indy? It's, yeah, well, it's much smoother. Yeah. Uh, someone pointed out, I forget who I was listening to, but they pointed out like the moment that ruins the fact that Temple of Doom is a prequel because he sees all this stuff and then... And then, yeah, he and, says, yes, I understand its power now. And then like right. a year later, he's like, that's simple nonsense. Right, talking about Raiders and but, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But you know, that, but that's true. I'll give you a great example. Have a friend, no mm-hmm. names. Uh, he had to have septuple bypass surgery, okay? You can't have more than seven. All right. He had septuple bypass. That's it. I'm changing my way of life. That's it. Little mm-hmm. lifestyle. Gonna slim down. Stop smoking. Blah blah blah. And within a year, he's smoking and eating stupid again. So I, I think it's kind of human nature to to hew back to what you want to believe. But not after you've seen someone pull someone's heart out of their oh, chest. Oh, but did you really see it? I mean, maybe you know, I drank that stuff and they got the torch stuck he in my ribs. He saw it before they ever drank the stuff. But he was in India and he doesn't know what he saw anymore because he got all you know, no, got all dysmorphulated. No. That's, by the way, the first time I ever heard the word prequel used was Temple of Doom. I never, I never heard it used as a prequel. I didn't realize Temple of Doom had come first until I'd got I mean, Lord, it must have been late in my life as far as my geekdom goes. Really? Yeah, I just took... I never noticed it. I never paid yeah. much attention to the dates at the beginning. Yeah. They actually referred to it in some of the marketing as a prequel. You know, really? Like in interviews and stuff yeah. like that. Well, a- I was just a kid <laughs> back then. Oh, yeah, you were, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not. I wasn't paying attention to the marketing. I just knew, new Indiana Jones. Woohoo! That's right. And we didn't see that until it came out on video anyway. What? Yeah, we what? rented it as a family. My family oh. didn't go to the movies a lot. But oh, we rented man. it on video, and I just remember my mom was just like on the edge of her seat the whole time. I, you know, that's another one. What, what, it's a different show for a different day. Mm-hmm. Invite me back, because mm-hmm. I want to push back against the slaggers of Temple of Doom as well. I don't know why people don't like I it. I love that I love movie. Temple of Doom. Uh, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. I think, I, look, I like all the Indiana Jones. I even like yeah. the, uh, the, 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 the Crystal Kingdom, Skull. Yeah, the Crystal Skull. Yeah, one. I mean, the, I have issues with sure, some of it. Sure, But I would have rather someone other than Shia LaBeouf in there. That and the monkeys. The monkeys drive me nuts. Yeah, I mean, it was it, that moment was like this is weird, but he had to get to the jeep back to the jeep somehow. <laughs> so monkeys, right? So monkeys were okay. swinging, and he just followed the monkeys. He just monkeys were swinging. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, There's a Christmas. Yes. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. Christmas parody for you. Um, <clears throat> no, I just I raised raised Luke's daughter. There's been so yeah. If if that's the case though, there's been so much then by mm. this movie that has been done to either kind of mar our heroes. Well, the fact that Luke goes into hiding because he feels responsible for wait a minute to mar our heroes or to now you just you've been defending Creed for the last month. I love Creed. I know, but Creed runs Rocky down to me. Why? Oh, there's just there's well there's a couple there's one line that I don't want to ruin for welcome to Geek Out Loud. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, look, spoiler alert. They just keep talking about Creed. He was the greatest of all time. Rocky almost beat him once and beat beat him the second time. And then there's that third time that we should never have known anything no, about. Rocky hey. Yeah, they, Rocky, I agree. Rocky, when Rocky tells him who won the third fight, I didn't appreciate I it. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And secondly, I don't think he did. 
did. No, because if he had, Apollo wouldn't have been able to stand it, and he would have challenged him to a real right. fight. That's <laughs> true. That's a true story. Like yep. that's that's how Apollo is. I think that I mean you had to establish that even Rocky thought Apollo was the greatest because, and two, you think about Rocky. When Rocky when, when, got his chance, Apollo was the champ, and he even called him the greatest in the world as he was getting yes. ready to fight him. Now let's let's go back to your boy Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. Drago comes to America. Who does he want to fight? He wanted to fight Rocky because he wants to fight Rocky. Rocky was the champion. He wants to fight Rocky because Rocky was the champion. Was Rocky the champion still at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, because yeah. well, it was like the day after, right? But right, exactly. <laughs> those movies roll right into <laughs> each other. Really it is the longest day <laughs> between those movies, by the way. But the longest flight in the world is from Russia to Philly because your child will age four years while you're on that plane. <laughs> That's true. I'm just telling you. But, four year flight. But but Drago doesn't want to fight Creed. Creed's nothing to him. Eh, Creed Schmeed. He wants to fight Rocky. He don't want to fight Creed. Because Creed was the former champ. I mean, they even call him a ha- like they address that. They're yeah. like, we should be doing this instead of fighting as has been. And that gets Creed all riled up. You know, that gets Apollo all riled up. And Apollo was, you know, past his prime as was at this point Rocky like yeah. Rocky should Rocky have been retired, been retired. Yeah, yeah exactly and that's the whole point of, is him going to fight Drago mm-hmm. listen Rocky I'll defend all of those movies to my dying breath and Creed I loved and look they no, had I'm, to they had to do that they had to put Apollo Creed over that way I, that that's what drove me nuts I love the movie don't yeah. get me wrong I love Creed mm-hmm. and I think Creed is I think Creed is a special movie because it doesn't have to be a Rocky movie if you don't want it to be right but if you want it to be oh my god it's a Rocky it's movie it's a great Rocky movie too um, and, and, and to me it's a very special film because of that yeah but I, I didn't like the way they continually put Apollo over Rocky continually put Apollo over Rocky and I also I think didn't... I think that that speaks to Rocky's humility though too mm. I mean, I, I think that how 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 Apollo doing that simulation against Mason Dixon, huh? I don't know. They never. I, they yeah, they, exactly. He didn't get that far, did he? <laughs> Rocky got that far. I think Rocky captured people's hearts and imaginations think, more than Apollo did, though. Too. I think. Well, that, yeah. I think because he was that underdog who underdog? came up and did what he did. Yeah. So, you know, but look, Apollo's still a great champion, and we can't discount that. We can't discount that Apollo was a great champion. A but great his fighter. time has passed. Yeah. Sorry, I was reciting the, the third one. Sorry. I'm just saying, like he he was a great fighter, mm-hmm. and yes, he was. Yeah, and so I think that. Um, but just kind of some of the vibe rubbed me the wrong way occasionally when it was. It just kind of seemed like in order to make the Creed legacy that much bigger, we had to kind of mm-hmm. put diminish Rocky's legacy a little bit because of it, and that that rubbed me a little the wrong way. Yeah, but I think when you there's a few subtle things done in that movie though. When mm-hmm. Donnie is watching the fight, the super fight too, when he does a shadow boxing, he's, he's not doing Creed's he's, moves. He's doing Rocky's moves. He is moves. doing Rocky's moves. You know, right. And he goes to Rocky. Rocky won. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and he goes to Rocky to learn to fight because But it's not just that Rocky won the fight, but also think about this. Who is his you know, the the conflict, man versus nature, man mm-hmm. versus man, man versus himself. Who is who is Donnie's conflict with? I feel like it's with his father. Yes. Yeah. So what is he doing? He is he's literally he is fighting his, his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, but I mean when he's shadow boxing. Sure. In front of the I'm YouTubes. with you. I'm tracking. We're we're on the same page. And he's he is fighting his father. <clears throat> right. That's yeah. deliberate. Mm-hmm. That's symbolism right there. Right. And I think I think it works on a lot of different levels, just like that line from Mike Max von Sydow at the beginning of the Force Awakens, you know, that and so very nice. But uh 
but back to Ray. I just <laughs> what I'm saying by it Mars our heroes a little bit. Look, when I watch Return of the Jedi now, and I, and and I heard James Arnold Taylor say this, and I really appreciate the fact that someone who's tied into Lucasfilm and Disney the way he is was the one to come out and say this. Um, that when you watch Return of the Jedi and you see them all celebrating with Ewoks around the bonfire, mm. you know it's not going to be happy. You, that's not a happy ending. And that's and a shame, too. To it me. is a shame. It is a shame that Han doesn't get a happy well, ending in some way. or you know. Well, he, there was that massage parlor on yeah, Tandabee. I, I knew you were going that way. I <laughs> saw the twinkle in your eye. <laughs> that They don't live happily ever well, after, but you so know, to speak. And they don't. But I think, for, I, I think people also, I don't think people quite understand what's going on either. I think I think they had a little better have a happy ending initially than people think. Because mm-hmm. what I keep reading, and Hollywood reported this awful article about clones and troopers, and right. um, I think people think that there was no republic and that the empire is still the empire, and that's not the case. There is a republic, right? Well, and, they blow it up for crying out loud. Well, they blow up the republic in the movie, yeah. but I don't think people understand that the resistance. I mean, you understand what the resistance is. The resistance. I feel like, and it, this comes a little bit from getting finally to the point in the book where they talk about it, mm-hmm. but. The resistance is kind of like a militia that that is funded somewhat by the republic, but also there's a lot of people within the republic who don't think it's needed. No, th- well, and and Snoke has been working apparently from the beginning of the new republic, and we don't know who he is. Mm-mm. He's been working from the beginning of the republic to start, you know, creating a little hole so he can mm-hmm. seep his way in. Yeah. And one of them is getting people to not believe that the first order are a real threat. Right. And so, by and large, the republic will not commission a full-fledged, honest-to-goodness military, which is why they're still using those old X-Wing fighters, mm-hmm. um, they won't commission a full-fledged military because uh, it's, it's not really a real threat, but okay, Leia, if you're going to be that insistent, yes, we'll fund a little something-something for mm-hmm. you. And so thus is the resistance. And so, you know, it's... It, well, Leia, did... Leia even goes so far in the book to mm-hmm. explain why she can't go because she's talking to a character. It's a scene that's not in the movie, mm-hmm. but she's talking to a character who she sends to the Hosnian system to talk to the Senate for her. Mm-hmm. And she says, I can't go because... Boy, would it, wouldn't just one good Senate scene have done it? I think it'd been cool. Wouldn't, wouldn't one Senate scene But have she just... explains why she can't go. She's like, if I show up, she's like, there are people who would love to find me and take me out, basically. Mm-hmm. She's like, or I could, I might eat something that doesn't agree with me, or... Mm-hmm. You know, meet someone who doesn't agree, and that kind of thing. Like, like I've got to stay here because I'm a target when yeah. I go back home, or when I go back to the public. So, th- you know, but, but you know, it's not like the day after there was immediate disaster. I mean, I think they right. they had a little, they had a little time yeah. of hey, we're you know, one of the I, things, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, obviously there were some good times with Han and Leia, yeah, and it's unfortunate, and I don't mean oh. that, you know, just the. No, did you see that? I, I I retweeted it on my Star Wars story Twitter feed. Was I saw it, it. Did you see that? Where they're walking along. Oh, that's with, just heartbreaking, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a drawing. It's a piece of art. I just saw it today, in fact. Yeah. It's a piece of art, and it's Han and Leia walking along with a little, basically, Ben Solo. On his shoulders. Yeah. And what a great what a great <sighs> name to name that kid, yeah. by the way. Yep. You know? I agree. It, it, it should appease EU fans, but it should also just all of those of us who know what a big deal Ben was in all of their lives, even Hans, whether he'd admit it or not. Yeah, you know? but, yeah and, but you know what I appreciated about it? I think in this instance, more than in the EU, was Luke. Yeah, Luke Luke knew this guy's a, you know, that wizard's just a crazy old man, or that right. old man's just a crazy wizard, depending on what you're listening mm-hmm. to, if it's the movie or the radio drama. Um, but, so that's kind of what he knew, and then he mm-hmm. knew, oh, he's a great man because he taught me the Force for 15 minutes, and then he dropped dead. Right. Now, come on. But, but... Leia had a, you know, she had that family history with them. And, right. you know, so to me, 
it made more sense that she would name someone Ben Kenobi or after because ben years Kenobi. ago she served her father, her father in the Clone Wars. Yeah, she served her father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So so there's that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I thought it was great. Yeah, I think it's just a great touch. I just don't think Ray is Luke's daughter. I think that it's too easy. I think that. Um, and if and if she does end up being, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's stupid. I just yeah. think I just think it's a little too easy. And I think that what it begins to do then is, what kind of father is Luke that just leave? I go back to that's a that's just not a good father. I mean, it. Where's her mom? You know, there's a lot of questions that I begins think mom to bring might have up. Been killed by the Knights of Ren. On Jakku, no, no, because she was born. No, but on, I mean, when on you, training on Muddy World. When you get to that vision and that little girl's just screaming, "No, come back!" Yeah. And, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. You can't leave that kid behind. No, it's it's you hard. Know? It's hard, and that's Uncar that's holding her back. There. Yes, it is Uncar that's holding you know? her back. And You're so, right. and I guess that could be interpreted. That maybe that's just part of the vision where Uncar is seen as that person that's no, th- holding her back. Or I think he may have left it. I kind of feel like she was left with him, but then secretly, so nobody would know that uh, Max von Tecca was was watching over. <laughs> right. Right. Kind of in an Obi Wan Kenobi fashion. Mm-hmm. But that's my thought. Um. Anyhow, yeah. So I don't. I look. I'm not against the idea of her being Luke's daughter. Whose helmet is it then? Why? Why she got that helmet? I forget what I, I saw. Something the other day. And it was just some uh, other pilot that that belonged to. It's was not it somebody Luke's, who got killed in the Battle of Jakku? I think so. Yeah. I think the, that's the idea. Is yeah. And why she got that little stuffed X-wing pilot in her I, home? See, she grew up before she. She is into all that. <laughs> she, She's into this all is that. this is also a movie about fanboys and fangirls, because when when uh, when Finn says who are you and Han Solo is there, she's like, yeah, this is the ship, this is the Millennium Falcon, this is the ship that made the Kessel Run in fourteen parts. Like, it was 12. twelve, yeah, which yeah. was a great moment. But she's she knows all this stuff. She's heard all these stories. She's listened intently to these stories. She knows the name Luke Skywalker as a myth. She's a bit of a fangirl herself, the same way that Kylo Ren is a bit of a fanboy. For his granddaddy, mm-hmm. you know, Darth he Vader. very much, yes. Yeah, and so I think that that's kind of, that she's kind of the, she's the parallel to him in as much as she's all about the heroes. Hmm. Uh-huh. Now why would that be? I, but maybe she's Luke's kid. I don't know. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Plainly, she's not Leia and Solo's kid. Because somebody would have at some point gone, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So and also, I don't think the timing works out for her to be Luke, for her to be Han and Leia's kid. No? Because yeah, because to drop her off on because how much older can Kylo really be than her? Someone sent me some kind of timeline like ten the other years, day. like nine or ten years, I think. So, but even still, that would put him at thirteen. Turning Wait, this on is Star Wars, I'm sorry, Yarin. Yeah. Oh Lord, <laughs> uh. No, we do. We deal. Well, this is Earth. We deal in years, and we don't read Arabesh. Um but uh, no, I think that um, that so that means what he's if he's ten years older, that means what he's thirteen, fourteen, taking out all the Jedi. I don't know when did he take if, out all those Jedi. I mean, it had to be at least ten years prior to this thing. Okay. So, but she was much younger than ten years old being left on that planet. Oh yeah, yeah, she's like so, six. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I, I see think, what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. So I'm just saying the timeline. I don't think works out for her to be Han and Leia. No, I agree. I agree. A lot of stuff doesn't work out. Yeah. So it could be their basic humanity doesn't work out. Their basic. <laughs> yeah, because they're just like, okay, kid, whatever. Oh, they, you know, oh, they stole Ray. Yeah, I know, kid. So what? You know, Solo did. That wasn't how he was. 
Oh, he did not respond. So totally, what? Well, I didn't say so what, but he waved him off. Well, because he knew they. He yeah, knew I know, was, kid. He knew there was nothing they could do about it at the moment. He wasn't just going to abandon her. And I got a girl to see. That's well, what that yeah, was. Yeah, he Leia was coming in that uh, that Babylon Five ship. <laughs> That Babylon AD or whatever that show is called. Babylon Five, you were right yeah, the first time. Okay, that, that, I'm sorry. That why didn't they just use an old school Rebel transport in that scene? It's Maybe it was too. Oh, damn! Yeah, the Rebel transport. Okay, I know what you're saying. Maybe it was too big. I don't know. That's a good question. You know, instead of this that weird box thing. Yeah. I don't like the box thing. Yeah. Well, the first transport did not come back. Is what you're saying. Mm-mm. The first transport was away. It was away. <laughs> Very much away. <laughs> Maybe it was too big. Maybe those are too big. Maybe that was more yeah. of like a little shuttle. They're large, and yeah. I, and and they only show. I think there's only two movies they show in flight on the shuttle. Whereas I well, think they she show gets Empire and. Uh... Oh, is that right? Well, Empire. Those. Uh, what I'm talking about are those curved shuttles. No, I know those, the ones yeah. you're talking about. But I'm just saying that I think the in-flight movie they only have room. Oh, the in-flight yeah, movie for I only have like two different movies. They can okay, from, all right. I thought you said they only show no. it in flight. Now, no, no, no. They no. show Empire and in Jedi. Don't no, they? but when they land this other thing, I think she's got like a screen you can choose okay. like from hundreds oh. of movies and yeah, they've got they've so, they've got she's got an iPad basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I um, Ben or Kylo rather. He seems surprised by her. The for- the Force Awakens... But there's a line in the novel that says something... What does it say? It is you or something like that. I don't know. I hadn't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. How do you know? I thought you hadn't gotten there. No, somebody else wrote it. Oh, okay. No, I haven't I just, seen I have that. spies across the internet oh, okay. reading things for no. me. No. I feel like The Force Awakens refers to, to Ray. I feel like this is all Ray's movie, and when you see Episode 7, The Force Awakens, the idea is it awakens in Ray. Now, see there... I see the yeah, I see the doll. The little X Wing pilot doll. Yeah. Kinda looks like Howard the Duck. It does kinda look like Howard the Duck. But it doesn't really I mean you don't know. Scott that has imagery from the Force Awakens yes, on his does. iPad that he's pulling up and showing me. Yes, he does. But it, but it, I mean you are you, you can't argue that it's an X Wing pilot or a, a No, pilot. it's definitely an X Wing pilot. Yeah, a, a pilot, pilot doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't argue that at all. I just don't think that it's meant to be Luke. Okay. You know? Who has a doll of their parents? Somebody who idolizes them? I'll bet you... You know who has a doll of their parents? Who's that? Nathan Hamill. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, the, to the to the resistant shuttle, by the way, Tad says um, says that it's a it's the space minivan. Yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like an SUV. Did you feel like things were too dirty in this future? No. Too much of a used future? No. I don't know. I just felt I like... I didn't think they were dirty enough. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. The Falcon was trash, dude. Falcon looked looked ugly, but it was sitting in, in the in the sand. Well, I'm talking about the inside, even like yeah, it, it seemed like it'd been it was gutted a little open bit in the sand. Yeah, it seemed like it'd been gutted a little bit though. Too. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, yeah. But that I guess, ship, that, I go back to that Rebel transport ship. I did not like that little thing it, because it comes in, it's all scuffed up, and I'm like, why does this have to be all dirty and everything? It just was really weird to me. I'm like... It's, it's dirty because, remember, the Resistance doesn't have any money. I know, but they felt like they were going out of their way They're to do They're funded this. by the Republic that's yeah. now been destroyed. And they were barely dude, funded by the Republic. Dude, it's... it's So what now? So the Republic's mm-hmm. destroyed. A lot of people on Starkiller Base dead. You know? <laughs> Where do you go? Every bad guy's still alive. There's like a huge power vacuum now. Yeah. So does, so in, the first, in Episode 8, the, the First Order strikes back. 
<laughs> have they stepped up and taken control of the galaxy at that point, do you think? I don't know. Like I told you earlier today, I'm I'm cleansing my mind oh. of all references to episode I'm seven. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, so I'm not discussing be... episode seven anymore because After I want to be yeah because I want to be spoiler free for episode eight right so uh, and I think the best way to not know any spoilers about episode eight is to not see episode seven to, so you've got to unsee yeah I've got to unsee what you've seen yes. okay when you told and, and, me that today when you came in and said I'm not talking about episode seven because there's spoilers for episode eight and episode seven yes. I thought you were being serious I'm like what. What weird corner has Scott turned? <laughs> no, I, just, I was like, no, I just I is, saw people taking packs to go spoiler free from like this moment on yeah. on episode eight, and I just eh. thought, this is this is this is silly. Uh, I'm going to work as hard at being spoiler free for episode eight as I did for for episode seven, which basically means I didn't hunt for spoilers. Mm. You know, mm. I'm going to watch trailers. I'm gonna if they do clips like I there was the the only clip I saw was him and Ray running for the jumper, and it blows up. And, and the then, best uh, part of that is not in there, right? Which is yes, the marketing for this movie was outstanding. outstanding. <laughs> well, you know, it's I am so glad I'm on your show today because mm-hmm. I had a thought the other day that I thought only you would understand. Okay, uh, the morning that the movie came out, we saw it Thursday night. You right. saw it Thursday night. Yes. Friday morning, the movie is out. All mm-hmm. the reviews had been embargoed to Wednesday, so the mm-hmm. reviews all came out Wednesday. Thursday, everybody saw it. Friday, all the you go to the internet, and there are all these articles telling you all these things about the movie: mm-hmm. Easter eggs, right? Plot right. holes right. that aren't plot holes, and mm-hmm. you know some plot holes that are plot holes, right. and all that. And what it what it what I realized, and I and I have to think it was due to the marketing that it was intentional is that, you know, I always talk about, I know you've heard me talk about uh, how there was kind of, there was a world before star Wars. Right. And then the next day there was the world after star Wars. Right. And they really kind of engineered it with how little they put out there that one day there was a world without the force awakens. And the mm-hmm. next day was the, the world was different right? because the force awakens suddenly yeah. existed. Yeah. And I almost, I, I felt, that's a strange parallel to the first film that I almost feel like they did on purpose. Maybe, maybe I just, just was... I also feel like it plays into the internet culture though to mm-hmm. to do all that stuff. Like everyone's trying to get well. Here are the Easter eggs that are there, and here are the Easter yeah. eggs I found that sort of thing. But I mean, but like the art of book, the the uh, the novelization, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all the big the, the oh, visual dictionary, dropped, yeah, they dropped all of it dropped on the eighteenth. Yeah, and so again, I don't know that it was engineered so much to be that way. It's just. I think that they were so scared of spoilers and stuff. I think they were people. scared of spoilers, but I think also, you know, we've talked before. Or no, I'm sorry, we didn't. We talked through Riley mm-hmm. with each other mm-hmm. about, <laughs> about Star Wars tonight, Star Wars tonight mm-hmm. uh, about how Lucas was trying to make this into a culture. Lucasfilm was trying mm-hmm. to make this into a cultural event, right? And I think that's one of those things is you know it has to be kind of a where where are you? The world is different after right. this happened and that kind of thing. And I think that was. I think that was part of what they were trying to do. Yes, spoilers, certainly. But at the same time, you go from one day, there is no movie. The next day, it's all over the place. But don't you feel like that you can't artificially engineer something like that? I think they they tried to as much as they could. I mean, I can see... Yeah, by holding back product and and knowledge of the product. I mean, you know, you got your little wave of action figures, which told you nothing. Right. You got your trailers, which I complained all day long, told us nothing. (laughs) You know? But, I still say these trailers told us nothing. But I loved every one of them. <laughs> they were great, but they told us nothing. And then the next day, we knew everything. Right. 
And so, and, and that's what I'm saying. We knew nothing, 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 except for Erish. Mm-hmm. Nothing, 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 nothing. And then, mm-hmm. within 24 hours, we knew everything. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, yeah, you can engineer that, I would think. At least to kind of create you that sensation. En- okay, you can engineer the... I don't think it's a real thing. Right, it's not a cultural phenomenon, it's just... No, but you can try to create a fake cultural phenomenon. To look... To, to to look like it is. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I, they yeah. may very well have done that. I mean, that may very well have been part of the thinking. I just feel like the majority of the thinking was JJ saying, I don't want anything out there. <laughs> I really do. Uh-huh. I think that, you know, part of them working with him was, you know, his deal was, we don't lose. And JJ Abrams knows how to market a freaking film. That's true. Bad robot. I mean, you. I go back to the, the Cloverfield stuff and mm-hmm. like all the viral marketing they did. And you never, the big thing was we never saw the creature. We never saw which the was monster. For the best. Even Super 8, which I know you hate Super 8. <laughs> um, even Super 8, which I love and you hate. I, d- um, <laughs> I like Super 8. I thought it was great marketing. I'm in that just movie. a little disappointed. I thought it was a letdown at the end. Yeah. And, and the other thing I don't like about Super 8 is. No Star Wars sheets on the kids' bed. They got the Star Wars stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had Star Wars stuff in there, but the Star Wars stuff they got wrong, which is really when they said JJ was directing the movie, I was like, oh, great. This guy couldn't get Star Wars right in Super 8. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like it. I like, I like what, I like the throwback that it was meant to be. I like, I feel like. I, yeah, but I, yes, but I would rather watch E.T. in Close Encounters. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean,. I, I'll agree with that. Close Encounters bothers me. Oh, well, Close Encounters should bother you as an adult. Yeah. As a kid, it's, ooh, he gets to go off with the aliens. And as an adult, you go, this guy left his family behind. See, I didn't see it until I was like 19. Oh, really? Yeah. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy just left his, his whole family. family. Yeah. Without even saying goodbye. Nope. Like, he just left them. And you know, it was funny because you were 19. It was, when I was in college, I came up with this idea to do a novel based on Toby, the older character, the older son mm-hmm. and just and just have him go through life my father disappeared we don't know what happened to him and here are the problems he has in life mm-hmm. because and have no aliens no spaceship no nothing all because his dad disappeared dad disappeared. does his dad ever show up no son i've been away <laughs> and you're, i'm your age yeah <laughs> you're older than i am now what's going on <laughs> but uh yeah just because yeah those kids already have problems we'll never get older and we'll never die <laughs> Wilford Brimley? You're my dad? Wilford Brimley in Lost Boys. I think that's great. Star, come here. Star, you're acting like you got the diabetes. (laughs) I just, I like, I I didn't like, that bothered me about Closing Counts the first time I saw it. And I could, I've never, so I've never watched it since because Mm. I just, I'm like, it's the one of the most tragic endings of a movie ever that just tries to be disguised as a happy ending. It, it, you know, it's funny because I think he's even said if he had it to do over again, there's no way he'd have done that. But he also mm-hmm. says, I also would have done Raiders of the Lost Ark because it made the Nazis look silly. But, uh, you know, so let's thank God for older Spielberg versus younger right, Spielberg. Right. Let's, let's keep younger Spielberg out there. Um, I think the Nazis look sillier in Last Crusade than they do in... Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, he just he says he would never have used the Nazis in that context at all. Once mm-hmm. he did Schindler's List, it was over for the Nazis. Yeah. So. I don't know, but I mean that's that's kind of part of history though. The the fact that Hitler was looking for all these that's yeah. not non historical. No, no. And even in Captain America. Yeah. But um Well now Huh? There's nothing wrong with Captain America. No, Captain America's wonderful. But no, it is historically factual yeah. that Hitler was We're looking for religious artifacts yeah. to give him power. Yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. 
I'm okay. We're okay. I just I feel like page. there was uh, maybe I'm sensitive. Do you feel sarcasm. like I'm mocking you? I do. You I really do. <laughs> I felt like there was some I'm sarcasm not, from no, across the no, desk there. I'm with you. Okay, okay, good. I'm, mind, body, and spirit. I'm, I'm just trying you. to figure out Spielberg's thing, man. But yeah, but at the same time, think about this. His kids don't like him. This is this is how I get through this movie. His kids don't like him. His wife doesn't like him. Richard, they left him. Richard Dreyfus, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Roy Neary. Okay. They they left him. They're probably better off. He was making him. mountains out of mashed potatoes. Yeah. Of course they left him. He was yes. obsessed with this. Well, no, they left him when he started chucking stuff into the kitchen window. Garbage can, oh, dirt, yeah, 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 fencing. Yeah. You know. Of course. <laughs> That's what she left. You get away from people like that, Scott. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so they go through life going, my dad was crazy, he disappeared, go figure. Right. And they're probably better off. Yeah. You think and now uh, he got what he always did wanted. Did they get a good step, Dan? It was Terry Gar. Back in the day, Terry Gar was a honey. What I'm saying, though, is did the kids... In, well, I'm just saying, though, well, did they can, get a... She could lure a good stepdad. Okay, I, I mean, think. I just She's... want someone that took care of him and loved him and finally took him to see Pinocchio or whatever. Well... But they didn't want to see Pinocchio. They well, wanted Goofy Golf. Well, then someone who took him to Goofy Golf or whatever. I, I just want those kids that. to turn out okay. I think, yeah. Anyhow, They're probably better how off. How did that we way. get there? <laughs> well, I'm trying to backtrack the conversation, and I can't get back to where we came from. We mentioned Close Encounter. Okay, yeah. ET, Close Encounter, mm-hmm. Super Eight, J.J. Abrams, marketing. All That's right, we were talking about yes. the marketing. <laughs> J.J. Abrams knows how to mark back. He knows how to market a film, man. So they tell me. That's my point in all that conversation. Um, Look, we're going to open up the phone lines for a few minutes. We got a few minutes left. Let me tell you, some of my favorite crap on Geek Out Loud is when it's us just ripping. We got to figure out a way to do this on a more regular basis. I agree. I Um, agree. And uh, we're going to open up the phone lines, 9124294. We only have time for about 2 minutes on each call, so keep it to 2 minutes. That's what we're asking. We're asking you to keep it to 2 minutes. I wish I had the old Gettner phone system so that when I bring someone on, yeah, they can just hear and I can and they can hear me say we're keeping it to 2 minutes. Yeah. But instead, uh um, wait 20 seconds for it to cycle through the Mixler. Right. Instead, delay. I have to uh to Vamp. to say it again so that when I answer the phone here, the callers like this one can hear me. Hello, oh, hello. Okay. You're on Geek Out Loud. Steve, you know it's me. I'm calling you from the Skype. I know it's you. I was just saying. Yeah. I, I had to make sure you heard. You got two minutes, Andy. Okay, I got two minutes. Scott, how are you doing? I think this is the first time I ever heard you talk to you voice to voice. So how are you doing? I had a good you, Christmas. You're absolutely right, Andy. Yes, a wonderful Christmas. How about you? I I had a pretty awesome Christmas. Good. Got some awesome gifts. Uh, so good to talk to you, Andy. Yeah, you too. I had a good um, Christmas as I, well. I, Thanks for asking. <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't want to waste my two minutes. So, oh, okay. yeah. I've never spoken right. to right. on air, so He's I had right. to be polite. Right. Um, I freaking love this Force Awakens. I went, I went to see it with my big sister, and there was almost a point in the movie when I turned to her and said, if they kill off Ray, I'm walking out of this theater, because that's how, how much I fell in love with this character. Yeah. I love all of them. Yes. I love all of them. But she is, like, she's my new bae. Although, yeah. you know, Oscar Isaac isn't too far off either, because hum and a hum-hum. But, yeah, no, I... I'm... I, I'm still a Star Wars rookie, mm-hmm. but this film wants me to get, wants me to learn more about this universe now, like yeah. because of Ray, because of Finn, because of freaking BBA, mm-hmm. because of oh, Poe, and yeah, I don't think I, I hope not that Ray is that is isn't Luke's daughter. She because hope, she hope she's not a Skywalker. I hope she's not a Skywalker. Although I think that's what they're gonna do. But the thing is, I, 
do you watch Once Upon a Time? Because I'm getting concerned they're doing something that they're doing on that show a lot, which is that everyone is related to everybody. Yeah. That universe is yep. so freaking small, it's not even funny anymore. So, you know, like, I... I because, let's, let's remember, you, this you're, is a You're talking huge... to two guys who are sitting in Hazelhurst right now. Everybody's mm-hmm. related to everybody outside this house. That's true. In this <laughs> town, everyone's related to everyone. So, basically, they're trying to make the Star Wars universe Hazelhurst. Yes. Really? No. Okay. I um, hope not. Yeah. That's what we're saying. We hope not. Okay. Once upon um, a time is though. Storybrooke is like Hazelhurst. Everybody is really everybody. Um, or it's more like the, you know, you know, the, the far distant land they came from, not you know the actual city. You know, because right. I think they just came together being related. But yeah, mm. no. But like, I hope she's not because otherwise it will just feel like it is so small. Like you know, like like, like Finn, for example. I hope he's not related to anyone else because in a way, if he's not related to anybody, he's just a regular. Well, I think ish guy. Yeah, I think they've gone ahead and established that. I think by making a deal of his origins being, you know, taken from his family, and you know, he says the only name they ever gave me FN two one eight seven. Yeah, I, I think that that's meant to also just say, hey, he's not related to anybody, guys. This is a completely new character with no family ties. In the same so way, you're that, in Orlando, because I'm like, once again, you're minimizing the universe if right. you're doing it. Yeah, it's like, not. Uh, no, and you're really, you're really doing a disservice to everybody in the world. But if you make Let's see. The only black guy from the original trilogy <laughs> he was related is the to the son only... of the only black guy that shows up in the sequel trilogy. Right. That's just really um, condescending. Yeah, you don't. I don't, and I don't think they'll do that. So I don't think you have anything yeah. to worry about. But I'm on your page with Ray, man. I do love Ray, and I love Daisy Ridley as Ray, and I love Daisy Ridley as a person for what she's brought to the table outside. She's, a, she's a lot of fun. Like when you see her in interviews and stuff, like she, she's Star Wars own Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like just you know, mm-hmm. you know, just 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 not as like I don't know. Watch Rice. I don't want to like say anything because it's gonna sound insulting either way, both to her and Jennifer Lawrence. But she, but she's, you know, that's how you know she's awesome. And they're both in that listening. Way. Yeah, they're both they're, listening. They're both in the oh chat right now. And Taylor Swift, she's calling. She's listening to me. Like I, I should have called in that one time when Steve almost had me on the show. That's right, exactly. Um, throwback Thursday, but um, but um, it's Saturday. <laughs> it, it is. I've I've been sleeping for so many days. Steve, good. I'm sleeping. Good. I'm sleeping again. All right. In a bed. Oh, good, Andy. Well, I'm going to let you go, and I thank you for calling in. And I, we're on the same page, brother. For once, we are. All right. Scott, it was nice talking to you. Same here, Andy. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. And you just, Scott, if Steve-ish, I guess. Bye. Bye. Hi. I've right. listened to Andy so many times, I've never actually been on the phone with him. Well, there you go. Wow. It, there's your experience yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of the same. Yeah, Andy has now broken us in. It's 912-386-4294 is the number to call, or if you got us on Skype. Oh, Tad the Winter Soldier calling in. Tad, how's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Oh, doing well, doing well. So did you love this movie, or what did you think of The Force Awakens? I, I adored it. I uh, last night saw it for the seventh time. So seven <laughs> times already. Wow. Yeah, I uh, the first three days I saw it twice each. You're the reason. Christmas you're night. you're the reason this movie is breaking records, Tad. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, there's just something magical about the first weekend that you can't replicate. So mm-hmm. I wanted to hit it up as much as I could. Sure, I completely agree with you. Uh, wh- how did how have you seen it? Just in have you seen it the 3D, the IMAX, the uh, just 2D. I'm okay. not a big fan of 3D. Oh, no, the 3D in this one? I'm not a huge fan of all 3D, but uh, the 3D in this one's about the best I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you, you know me and 3D don't don't mesh, Tad. You need to go see this movie in 3D. Really? Yeah. I was I was blown away by how good the 3D is. It's outstanding. Yeah. It really okay. is. Okay. And there's, one, eight, there's, there's only one spot where you feel like it's meant to make stuff pop out at you, and, 
and it's that head-on shot of the Star Destroyer. No, no, no. There's yes, there's that one, but yeah. there's also when when uh, Daisy Ray sticks her Daisy her Ray. staff in the <laughs> in the uh, in the bag on yeah. the side of her fudge sickle. Yeah, and she goes kishing, and it goes right at the camera. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. I do, but that 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 Star Destroyer. Uh, Teresa's mom made a comment. She's like Star Destroyer in your face. Uh, but yeah, it's really good in 3D. You should check it out. Yeah. So you're okay. loving it. Seven times in a week being out, or a little over a week being out, you're digging this movie. What's your yeah. what? What are some of your biggest takeaways? Um, I uh, first of all, just the the ones that really stole the movie for me. Like I expected John Boyega and Daisy Ridley to do well, mm-hmm. but the uh, Hux and Poe completely stole the movie for me. They really came out of nowhere for yeah, me. Yeah, we haven't they were talked amazing. about we, nobody's talking no about one's Hux. talking about Hux, That's and they right. should be talking about Hux because there's a there's a rivalry going there between he between Kylo. Kylo Ren and Hux. And, Much more obvious than the Tarkin Vader thing of the yeah. original trilogy. Oh yeah. well, well because Tarkin was in charge of Vader. You know that, that was so kind of that. Thought. But yeah, but right. but with Hux, yeah, I mean they're just literally standing before Snoke trying to make each other look bad. Yeah, don't you feel I like love that stuff, Tad? Don't you feel like that Hux and 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 Kylo were kind of like petulant children before like the the person they're trying to impress, trying to always out one up one another? Oh yeah, totally. Like what is it when he says like uh, uh you know Ren said the, the droid wasn't important type thing, like just totally selling him out. Oh yeah, like, exactly. I what loved he did. it. Yes, I am. I, I, we haven't talked about Hux. that speech he gives before they blow up the Republic. I mean, like, how Nazi is that speech? It's, I mean, and obviously it's meant to be Nazi, but he's so pat, like he almost oh, has yeah. tears in his eyes. Oh yeah, talking about taking down the Republic. He's he's scary and and uh, you hate him. Man, yeah, and, this, and there's like there's like a look of euphoria in his face as the weapon's firing too. Yeah. Oh yeah, after the speech, like it's just like this euphoria of seeing the weapon. I you am know. so glad you brought Hux up because we. Uh, that's nobody's talking about Hux, no and they should be. Him. Yeah, Donald Gleason. I have listened to seventy-eight thousand five hundred twenty-two and a half <laughs> Force Awakens recap shows. Nobody's talking about Hux. None of us have talked about Hux, and so they should right. be talking about. Hux. He is. He is a great character. He's something that we never saw in Empire. Um, no, a complete zealot. Yeah, he yeah, sold out, and and so it makes you okay. Yeah. And so it makes you really want to wonder where does this guy come from? Who, what, you know, where does he get raised that he's just so into the idea of what the Empire was and wants to be better than the Empire and everything? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then also how young he is, too. Like that, that strikes me a little bit because in the Empire, it seems like all the uh, higher ranking guys are a little bit older than him. There was mm-hmm. one shot, there was some older dude giving orders, and he looked familiar to me. Yeah. You know, he kind of reminded me of one of the Nazis in, uh, 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 Last Crusade, but yes. I looked up the IMDb and I can't connect it. Hmm. He does look like he looks like the guy who. Um, you're exactly right. He looks like one of the Nazis in Last Crusade, the one that um, is in the tank. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Uh, and, and I looked it up and I could not find that actor being in The Force Awakens. So oh, I think that's just a, like a oh. coincidence. No, he looks. It's got to be him. He looks. Just I thought like so him. too. I thought so too. I spent like twenty. You know minutes what I'm on talking IMDb. about? I, yeah, it I, took, took me a minute to figure out what you were when you said in the tank. I was thinking like a big water tank. No, no, no. In the tank in the desert. Yeah, in the okay. tank of the desert. Yeah. And and he's like commanding the tank, and mm-hmm. there's a shot and where it's he tries just, to shoot. He's trying to shoot Indy. Right. At one right. point, he has to pull the gun away. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's a shot. There's a, there's a. Where's he commanding at, Tad? Is it a Star Destroyer that he's on? Yeah, he's the one that uh, the the kid turns to him and says that uh, they have they have the one tie fighter trying to leave without authorization, and he says inform Hux and then stop that fighter. 
Yes, and he looks just like that Nazi. Do we have a name on so? So you couldn't connect him to the Force Awakens at all? No, I went and found him on uh, on Indiana Jones and looked at the actors thing and yeah. wasn't listed as Star Wars. So unless mm. it, uh, it missed IMDb's radar, I don't think it's the same. Do we guy. know that officer's name? We haven't got a confirmation on that officer's name, do we? I, I haven't. That's why. That's why I looked the other way and went from Indiana Jones and tried to because usually it'll like say like he was in Star Wars or whatever, right? But it didn't show that. So right, you're right. So and who was the other one you said other than Hux Poe? Uh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, and he uh, was Oscar. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, like just I don't know why I wasn't expecting much from him. Like marketing wise, it seemed like they really un- undersold him a lot, and he was on the poster and stuff like that. So mm. I didn't expect much from him, but he was really really great. He is a treasure. Yeah, I loved his attitude and his like humor and just I don't know everything about him. Yeah, I dude. I, well, again, the first line out of his mouth, you know yeah. who? So who? Well, not the first line, but when he's when he's who when talks he's met. First? You talk first. Yeah, who talks first? Talk you talk first? first. I talk first. How does this work? Yeah, and then when he's like, I can't really understand you behind the apparatus. Oh, hilarious! He is yeah, so totally. good. So. So and you, then uh, I just want to mention one other thing before I sign off mm-hmm. is uh, I was uh, when we when I did my. Uh, patreon podcast we talked about uh the the uh survey of who people didn't want to see die and i remember uh mentioning to you that how hard it would be for e- if either han or chewie died and mm-hmm. the other one didn't to see their reactions oh, yeah. and i gotta say i called that because yeah it was brutal to see chewie yeah chewie chewie having to that's what i've understood has gotten a lot of people not so much the death of han solo but the reaction of Chewbacca is what has really gotten the emotions up out of people. I forgot we talked about that, Tad. You're right. Yeah, and and it is. Listen, I'm be the first to tell you that because of all the differences and stuff and little quibbles I've cited, I was kind of pulled out of the the movie, the first viewing. But the second viewing, you know, I got all the emotions I was supposed to get. And when Chewbacca goes nuts, it's scary and it's just so touching to me. All at the same time, and um, uh, you know, and they also give you the one shot a little bit later where he's kind of like skulking, like like just like depressed. You know right. what I mean? It's like a quick shot, but it's like it's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and well, and it was a throwback to me to that moment on on Hoth. Yeah, you know, where he's totally. just whimpering there against the pole. Yeah. So, do you feel like they were trying to throw back more to A New Hope or to Empire in this movie, Tad? Um, I felt there was like definitely beats of both because like I, I remember I told a friend I'm like you know if this is the first movie and the second one's usually darker I cannot imagine how dark the next movie is going to be because this one is pretty dark for an opening movie. Yeah, I can't. I think the first order strikes back is going to have to be very careful not to go too far, <laughs> too far in the darkness. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. Tad, man, it's good to talk to you, dude. Um, yeah, you too. Yeah, so enjoy your eighth night. How many times are you wanting to see this in theaters? Are you stopping at seven, or are you going to go for a well, few my, more? Well, my, my all-time record is actually episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, I was uh, you know in junior high at the time, so it was easier back then. But I hit that one 19 times. Awesome. Oh, you're two, you're two out, you outdid me by two. I saw it 17 times. I only saw it 13. Man, so, you guys are really... Yeah, yeah I, I rolled up to the theater to get my big twenty, and it was that was the weekend that it was no longer in theater, so oh. I was kind of bummed. But well. all right, Tad, well, good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, you too. We'll Thanks, talk guys. to you soon. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Tad. Bye bye. Hello, hello. You're on Geek Out Loud. Steve, is that coming through on your end? Yeah, it's coming through. The buzz? No, I don't hear a buzz. Oh, I hear that all, all right, well, I'm gonna have to hang up and uh, call you right back because I've got a buzz and I can't hear you. All right, is this Rod? Sorry. All right. Was that Rod? I don't know, I don't know who that was. I, 
Does that happen to you on uh, on the show? On the straight talks? Yeah. Um, yes. Where people just like, hold on, I got to call you right back. Well, no, usually I, I tell them that. Okay. Because they're usually just, once they get on the show, they think they can just, it's their show. Right. And it's not. I got you. So I have to say, hey, hang on. No one can understand a word you're saying. Right. And it's not your accent. Call back. Call back. And so, yeah. Hey, you back? I'm back. How's that? I can hear you playing. Okay, good. Is this Rod? It is Rod. Okay. What's up, man? Not that much. Hey, Merry Christmas, Scott. Uh, Thank you very much. It was a wonderful Christmas. How about you? Oh, not too bad. Cool. I wish Steve a Merry Christmas. He never got back to me on it. Tried a little bit, but I got over it. I'm sorry. Did you? I thought I said Merry Christmas back. No, no. I mean, it was a sad Christmas night. I cried. My family consoled me. I got over it. Yeah, this was on Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I was with my family, and and I just kind of tend to turn my phone off, and so I didn't get it until later. Yeah, well, I, I forgave you already. Well, Merry Christmas and, uh, to you, sir. We did. Yeah, thank you for uh, forcing my hand and making me go out and see the movie. Yeah. With wife, we enjoyed it. I got to tell you, there were two parts that I really, really loved. The whole, that, that ship's junk, and then when she ran towards the Millennium yes. Falcon, I reached over and grabbed my wife's arm. That's a great moment, dude. And, Such a great moment. And she gave me, and I was like, it's the Falcon. She's like, yes, honey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> What was the other moment? When uh, when Ray lit up the lightsaber and stood there, she looked every bit the Jedi. And I was like, I am going to love this character. So you didn't have a problem with her taking to the, the skills of a lightsaber super fast like everyone else seems to be having? She was beating the no. crap out of people with a stick in the first act of the film. I'm with you, Scott. Hey. I mean, she's Luke's daughter, so... <laughs> <laughs> And there it is. It's just natural. No, I'm with, I'm with Steve. I, I hope that they don't make her his daughter, but I think they will. Okay. Yeah, I... My brother-in-law, we're talking about it, and he's like, well, nope, that's what they're going to do. Well, if, he goes, if, they're going chalk on it. If the Savior turns out to not be a, in the lineage of the Chosen One, I don't I don't understand that. That's yeah, true. That's a good point. That's a good point. She's it's Skywalker blood. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you guys read the novelization yet? I'm about. I, I just. I'm at the just before the attack on Maz's castle on the audiobook. Because I heard that in the audiobook, when Kylo is interrogating her, he said, "It is you." Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, See, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Scott told me so, that, even though he hasn't read it. <laughs> well, hey, it's a little late, but spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, he says that that it is you. So apparently, Kylo knows who. Ooh, she is. Actually, I think he said, "It is you. It is you." Oh, <laughs> shut me down. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to have to wait till I see to see what the context is because it may just be, "It is you in whom the Force is awakening." Maybe because, like, it's yeah. after she has her deal that you know Snoke tells him there's been an awakening. Yeah, and I feel like the awakening is within her. I feel like when the Force awakens, it's not referring in a broad sense of the Force waking up but rather within this character of ray this it's, is have you felt it both you and then one day your ass <laughs> right no that's that's, that's superman right. oh sorry that's I'm, superman sorry. that's superman rod are you working i'm currently driving home from my folks house oh, okay. i got my wife and my son in the car 
Oh, my wife's telling me to quit talking so loud. Yeah, so they're loving the fact that you're on the phone with with the podcast right now. Well, I think my son's streaming Netflix, and my wife was playing free cell. So your wife is the one. Your wife is the one wife in the world that doesn't like me. Most lot wives really like me, but your wife hates me. Let me ask her. Do you hate Steve? I don't know. She doesn't know you. Exactly. Yeah, she goes. So sometimes you take me away from her when she needs work done. Right, uh, and so, but that's you. So she resents Steve. Doesn't. But that's not my fault, Rod. That's your fault for being a bad husband. That is my fault. I'll take the blame. Okay. On that. All right. Good. <laughs> Rod, it's good to talk to you because it feels. Yeah, good talking. It feels like it's been forever. When is our next? Okay, I know in January we're going to have a good reads episode. Um, or a Gulliver's Reads episode. When? What is our next book? Ender's Game. Ender's oh, Game. All right. Oh. All right. Excellent okay. book. I'm going to have to get on that. So oh, we've we not read that one. It is a great, good one. Great book. So great book. We're, we're gonna, is there a movie and I can watch? There is a there, movie. There, there the is a movie. It's Hot in it. That's right. Read Here's the book. That thing. Yeah, read me. the book. Really, it didn't work out good. Yeah, I mean, the movie's all right, but read the book. All right. Well, I'll have to grab the book then. Rod, you be careful up there. Is it icy and cold? No, it's not icy and uh, cold. No, anymore. it's raining and miserable. Oh, man. Well, be safe on it's the way. It's actually warmer in Illinois than it is in Vegas. So, oh, haha, Wendy. I know. It's, I saw where Wendy in Vegas today was saying it was like 37 with a wind chill in the, in the 20s. So, Ooh. that's yep. nice. I just said wind chilled. Uh, wind chill. Uh, so, yeah. Well, we've devolved into talking about the weather. Yeah. So, we're old men. We're old men. Go. Good talk to you, Steve. All right, good talk to you, Rod. We'll talk to good you talk soon. To you, Thanks, Rod. We'll see, man. Um, I, you know, we were telling people earlier, make sure you go see the go see the three D and all that other stuff. Right. I did not fail. I did fail to mention earlier. I did didn't not fail. Right. I did fail uh, to mention earlier that we you know we the first viewing we caught was at the World Golf Village in St. Augustine, mm-hmm. which by the way, so this guy is talking to Ryan. Ryan's there before we are because right. Ryan doesn't have the commitments I have. And <laughs> like a job? No, he's got a job. No, my wife's a teacher, so I had to wait till school got out and, oh. you know, that kind of thing. So Ryan got there first, and he's talking to the guy in front of him in line, and the guy says, uh, he's and Ryan, you know, they're chatting, yeah, we're here from Georgia, we're going to say, oh, okay, great. And then the, uh, Ryan says, oh, boy, I don't know when Scott's going to get here. And the guy goes, Scott, Rifen? <gasps> no way. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, how'd you know? So, I've been listening to him on Star Wars tonight. So, nice, yeah. nice. So um, I didn't get that at all from yeah, anybody. That was It was the weirdest thing. Wow. But uh, So we got to the World Golf Village. It was a great IMAX, a huge, massive sound system. See, and, that uh, makes me wish I'd have gone with y'all because then there would have been someone who knew me too. That's true. Yes, yeah. definitely would have I been always like getting recognized. <laughs> but if that were true, you would not not like this town. That's right. Everywhere, hey, Steve. Steve, how you doing? Are you talking about in Hazelhurst? Yeah. Oh, I hate you That's <laughs> a different note. Hazelhurst? I get recognized for something different here than oh. I do. It. I'd like to get recognized for the podcast. Let me oh, say that. Okay. Yeah. Well, they know you everywhere you go. Hey, Steve. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but um, so so we the problem though with the World Golf Village, and again, my favorite place to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. But they have memberships. Oh. And we don't have a membership. Hmm. And the members get to go in first and pick their seats. Oh, it's like being a, a resident of the island. Yes, exactly. Locally, yes, for local exactly. problems, Scott hates Saint Simon's Island. Everybody hates Saint Simon's. But um, uh, so, so all of the members get right. to go pick their seats, oh. so to speak. Yeah. 
And so when we got in there, we had to choose from what was left. And mm-hmm. it literally, we broke, we had to break up into groups, which is okay because we didn't pay for each other's tickets. Anymore. Right. But, uh, and it's so, not like Ron was with you. No, Ron wasn't with us. So it, you know, there was no glue holding us together. Right. So we, my family and I sat in the bottom right corner. Jeff and his family sat in the bottom left corner on the front row because that's all there was when we yeah. got in the theater. Now, I told you before how that first note didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the curved IMAX yeah. in 3D. The title comes up, and bang, and I'm going, well, that's an underwhelming note. wonder why they changed that. And I'm thinking, oh, no, they're changing things about Star Wars. So then I noticed that Star Wars kind of drifts off, but instead of going straight back, it pulls a JFK and kind of goes back and, and to, to the, the left. left. And then the crawl comes out, and it goes back into the left. Was that because of the angle that you were sitting? Yeah, and okay. The whole, and the three. I was going to say, I didn't street. notice any lefting. Back into the left. Well, that's the thing. I, after the movie, I went over to Jeff and said, "Jeff, did the uh, did the crawl go back into the right for you?" He goes, "Yeah, it did." So, <laughs> so, you have to watch where you're sitting, or the right. crawl will get away from you. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll, it's like <laughs> yeah. It was the weirdest thing though. Hmm. I've never had that happen. Yeah, I've never seen that. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Because and for those of you listening, that Scott had made hand motions to how the. <laughs> Because I was about to say, now, dude, I didn't notice that in mine. That's really no. particular. But no. yeah, but, we so. were in the bottom right corner, and mm. Jeff was in the bottom left corner, yeah. the front row. Yeah, and so we well, you know Kevin Smith, you know, podcasting God. He says that he was on the front row of an IMAX, and it didn't affect his opinion of the movie at all. That he loved it. He was stoned. You make what does a, he know? You make a great point. Scott. By the way, hit two of his guys were at uh, the Comic Con. Yeah, Ming and Mike down Mike at Jekyll Ming. Island. Boy, they were great. Yeah, they're nice, nice guys. guys. Yeah, terrific, uh, great to get along with. Mike's uh, going to be your real knowledgeable one when it comes to the comics, though. More yeah, than me. Like, well, I, I interviewed him. I, yeah. I had him on stage for an hour, and and afterwards, you know, they had Kiss Army play at the, mm-hmm. at the one of the local bars, and they were sitting outside. And when I walked up, they hey, how you doing? It was just you know, it's just like yeah. old home week. It was great. Yeah. They're just super nice guys. That's cool. Doug Jones was a nice guy too. That's good to hear. Doug That's Jones to was hear. awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, uh, you know who wasn't at Jekyll Con? Uh oh, who? Steve Glosson. I was not there. It always sneaks up on me. Uh, it always sneaks up on got me. To go to you can hit me up on Skype or you can call 912-386-4294. Call in right now, Geek Out Loud. Myself and broadcast professional Scott Reifen <laughs> uh, talking Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and everything else. Whatever happens to pop into our mind. I told you the other day, and you totally poo-pooed my theory. What's that? We were talking Creed a second ago, and you know, there's a lot of talk that uh, that maybe Stallone gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. I think Harrison Ford is deserving of a Best Supporting Actor I don't for know. this film. And I would love to see Rocky versus Solo. I don't know. I don't, think he, I don't think he did enough. I feel like what Stallone did in Creed went a completely other way from anything we'd seen from Rocky. And I feel like what Ford did with Solo... Is just I don't know. It didn't seem that much different to me. That much exciting. I I, I I'll tell you. I think there was a different task there, and I think Stallone's task was to do something different with Rocky, mm-hmm. and Ford's job was to recapture what we loved about Solo, and I think they both did it very well. Dave on the line. What's up, my friend? Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, good. Just got back from our third viewing in 3D of uh, Force Awakens with the family. Yeah, so. you're loving it. Yeah, we love it. My kids love it. They are absolutely, they're out on the trampoline uh, fighting with lightsabers right now. So, Well, that's what it's all about. Let me tell you something. If the kid loves it, I don't want to do anything to take away a kid's love of this movie. Yep. I, yep. I'm all about the kids being into it. So, 
Now, but your kids are also familiar with the original trilogy, right? At least. Oh yeah, they they're um, they they love the movie. They're actually on a big Rebels high right now. Uh, who? So isn't? they kept asking me if people from Rebels would be in this movie, and I said I don't think so. But uh, you I never kept know. I kept hoping that maybe we would get an Ezra or a you know nod or maybe even you know something something to that effect an Ezra nod or the daughter of Sabine or the son of you know someone like that, but. Uh, yeah. unfortunately not, it was not to be maybe a chopper over in the corner. I had a friend tell me they saw R2KT all over the place in the movie. Like if you really look, supposedly you, in there, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't see her. Did you see her anywhere, Dave? I did not. I was looking, but I didn't catch, didn't catch any. What are your big takeaways from the old force awakens? Um, I think I, I really liked, um, a lot of the hidden symbolism in the, in the cinematography and the shots especially kind of near the end with the, the light going out right before Kylo does the, the big nasty to our friend Han Solo. Yeah, that, that's one of those moments that um, I really liked what they did with the camera work and everything, the cinematography. I, th- my quibbles have been mostly cinematogra- cinematographic cinematographic, cinematographic yes, uh, yes. quibbles, but that was one moment that I really did like is that you almost felt like the darkness falling physically is what made it then go spiritually so that he did not release said lightsaber and ran on through. But I'm with you. I like, I like the, the, the blocking of that shot, if you will. Well, he asked yeah. Solo to help him do what he needed to do. Yeah. And so I said, sure. Mm. So what did he need to do? He needed to kill Solo. Right. So he did. Then said, thank you. Dave, nice of him. Dave, are you of the mind like I am? And that's a leading question, I know. That Han <laughs> that Han thought that Kylo meant to come that that he that thought Han thought Kylo meant to let go of the darkness and, and come back with him. Uh, yeah, I think that's what he thought. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think having you know, heard the story of what happened with Vader, having heard that from both his uh you know, from Leia and from Luke, I, I think he he had that hope and that if Leia believed it he was gonna believe it and I think you know, I think, and I think even Kylo didn't know. I, I, you know, I think he almost did, and then that darkness fell, and and he he switched there in that moment and couldn't let go of that that lightsaber. And so I I have to agree with you on that one. That's good, solid analysis. Yeah, I I agree. I I I know there were some people who thought that Han Solo was literally sacrificing himself. Like he knew. I, I've heard some people argue that Han knew when he said, "I need you to help me do what I don't think I have." That Han knew he meant kill him. And I don't I, think he did because I think if Han knew that, then Han would have somehow tried to get out of there. Yeah, no, I think I so too. Yeah, yeah, and I like that moment. It's like we we came out of theater, and you know, and my wife had noticed. I didn't even notice that you know that Han fell into light rather than darkness. Yeah, and and she made the comment about how she she kind of felt like when the when the sun when the light burst forth from the wreckage of of the Starkiller base. You know, she she made a comment that about how the light, you know, couldn't be trapped by the darkness that it burst forth, you know, mm. and that was Ooh. kind of a, a neat shining monument. Yeah, and created a new so. world. Yeah. And they didn't put him in a torpedo or anything. So. No, there was no Genesis bomb, so we don't so we're not gonna get we're not gonna get Star Wars eight, the search, the search for, for Han. Yeah, we're not gonna get that. Even though I think the search for Spock was a better movie than Wrath of Khan. I'm the one. I'm the one. I, I, you know what? I don't dog search for Spock. Yeah, I don't like it as much as Khan, but I don't dog it like you know. All the odd numbered movies are terrible. I do that, not like Wrath of Khan, by uh, the way. Why? You heard me. It's just so slow. 
It's so slow. It's Anyhow, a chess match. Man. I don't want to get Dave caught up in all this. Sorry, mess. Dave. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. Uh, Dave. So yeah, I haven't thought about that though. That now you could literally, if if that planet, if Starkiller Base has literally become a star, if it doesn't dissipate very quickly, you really could end up, you know, having like the Han system. Oh, you know, they yeah. could they could rename oh, it, the Han, you know, and or. Like giving him the fact that he is shot. I like the idea that out of darkness comes that light, and um, and maybe that's you know the hope we hold on to in episode eight, the first order strikes back. That's what I'm calling it until we get the actual official title. Call it that even after we get the official okay. title. <laughs> Call it P three L three strikes. I back. think I think the I think the first I think that the, the whatever title they give will be better than anything I could think of. So yeah. The ancient fear, I think, is what they're going to no, call it. If they, no, they're not going to call it the ancient fear. <laughs> if they do that, then I'll be pretty ticked off. <laughs> hey, what about this Plagueis rumor, Dave? How, where do you fall on, on Snoke being Plagueis? You know, I, I, I kind of, the music, I, I'm a big score fan. I'm a huge John Williams fan. Oh, okay. And, um, and so the music callback kind of had me going there for a minute. But mm-hmm. one, of my, uh, one of my great Christmas gifts I got was the Art of Book. Yeah. Yes. And I tore that thing open, read it cover to cover yesterday. That is a great book. It was very good. And and one of the things I noticed was I mentioned that, that Snoke was almost a female character. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that kind of might have just torpedoed that right out of the gate. But I uh, I can see how the music in that scene, comparing it to the music in, in the scene from episode three with, with Sidious and Anakin, would lead people down that direction. I just don't think they're going to go that heavily into the EU. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to, yeah. I think they're going to borrow a touch here and there, a name here and there. I don't think you're going to borrow entire storylines from the EU because I think they want it to be fresh for everybody. Did Snoke come back in the EU? I mean, did Plagueis come back in the Snoke EU? Snoke came back in the EU. Snoke came back. The Snoke came back the very next day. <laughs> uh, did, uh, no, did Plagueis come back in the EU? He didn't, did he? No. Okay. But yeah. still, you're talking about. Plagueis, period. Yeah, but that's not EU. I mean, Plagueis is... Yeah, it is now. That book is. The book is, yeah. but but not the character. Plagueis' existence? No, you're right, right about that. And even but... Lucas confirmed that Plagueis was Sidious's master. Yeah. And so Sidious well, killed Plagueis. But see, there's no canon anymore that says that. George Lucas said it. No, nah, it doesn't matter anymore. That's not <sighs> canon anymore. All right, I'm about to databank. You can go to the databank. And it's and the databank is canon. Oh, the StarWars.com databank? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. go find it there. I'm going to. Oh, please do. Oh, I will. Oh, I'll, I'll I'm do. not scared. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's Plagueis. I want to, I want to make it clear. I don't, because I don't think he's Plagueis, and I also think that he was the product of some really... I mean, for him to be like the last thing they designed throughout this whole process, not impressed with the design on him. Not at all. Uh, but I will tell you this: the art of book that that uh, that he's talking about that he got, you should get. Everyone should get because one of the things it does is it it throws out all these different things, all this concept art, and it says, "Here's why we have this concept art because we're working on the story involving this." You know, it was the pursuit for Vader's helmet, not a map. It was this. You know, it was that. Uh, and what you also find out is a lot of stuff you heard about is rumors for things maybe they were thinking about doing for the book. They were thinking about doing for the movie. It's in that book. Anyone got the, the proper spelling of Plagueis? <laughs> <laughs> Plague is P L A G U E I S. All right. Plague is. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. 
Galaxy Opera House. Wow. Should I put up a music bed or anything? Plagueis doesn't have a data bank entry. Oh. Oh, man, that makes me sad. Yeah, you know what else it means. What's that? There's no cannon there. There's no cannon. Scott's right, and I was wrong. I hate being wrong. Oof. Man. I wonder what it says about... Wait a minute. You know what? Hold on. No, I guess it would have come up if it had said he's Sidious's master. It would have come up under the Darth Sidious thing. Um, So, Dave... I didn't mean to talk over you or get you off track and on anything, bro. No. Um, I, but I tend to agree. I don't think he's Darth Plagueis either, but I do feel like he's got some connection to Skywalker. Now he said, yeah. he says in the novelization, he says that he saw the empire rise and fall. Mm. Interesting. So. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to read that yet. I'm, I, I got the, the pre-order of the novelization mm-hmm. in, in hardback for, for Christmas. So I'm nice. waiting for a few more days before I can devour that. But what I love about what's going to be happening with that hardback is those eight pages of pictures in the middle, like an yes. old school novelization. Will there be? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Barnes and Noble's yeah. exclusive is going to have 16. What? You get it from Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Uh, so, but why'd I'd, you do that to me? I'm sorry. Knowing I'm anal completist. Yeah. Well, I mean, just get the Barnes and Noble and you have all the pages from the other one. And then, so I've already pre-ordered it from Amazon. Okay. Well, it's going to have the eight pages of full-color pictures in the middle, like like old-school novels. Like, the, well, like, like the original. Oh, did the original do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a copy of the original. Uh, I, I got a bunch of copies. I've just got the, I've just got the uh, THX version. <laughs> I'm serious. They the, the remastered hardcover. Yeah. With the yeah. with the black background. That's the, right. With Vader. Mm-hmm. Vader. Vader mm-hmm. head. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the copies of the, the novelizations I have. But you know they used to do that with all the movie novelizations of anything. They'd have the little picture yeah. section in the middle. Yeah. Oh sure. So I, I think it's just real cool. You shake a stick at. Yeah, I just think it's real cool that Del Rey's doing that. So. Yeah, that's very. Uh, cool. Arish announced that on the last episode. By the way, he made he didn't announce it, but he mentioned it. So it's at the end. Okay. It says we're. It says I we're guess I didn't make it yeah. through. <laughs> Anyhow, Dave, sorry to talk over you. Uh, oh, you're fine. What else? What, gonna, what about? Well, I'm going to ask. Did either of you guys get the uh, the soundtrack for Christmas, or, or just to get it? I bought. I had it pre-ordered and ready to. So at midnight yeah. on the 18th, it downloaded. Yeah, you know, people don't. People don't. People don't. You know, I feel like at Christmas time, people go, "What? What kind of Star Wars stuff did you get?" And I go, "I didn't really get much Star Wars." And everybody feels bad for me. But the reason I don't get a lot of Star Wars stuff for Christmas because I buy it myself. Dave, you know what I did? Oh, yeah. You know what I did get for Christmas for that was Star Warsy. I got well, I got the Sphero BB-8. You did? Nice. Yeah. What? I haven't. He's he's in a box right now. I need, oh. I need to open him up for you later. But uh, I also got a, a six-inch Black Series Captain Phasma. There you go. Finally found her. Found the white whale. Someone did. Yeah, someone did and sent her to me. And now I see where we've got even more coming, Dave. We've got got in January, February, we've got Luke from Episode 4, Old Han, Kanan from Rebels, and Ahsoka from Rebels. Nice. So, yeah. Very nice. I just got... Well, the reason I asked about the soundtrack, I, I, I... I, I would have bought my own, Scott, but my wife ordered me that I was not allowed to buy it because Christmas was around the corner. <laughs> so, um, but it was interesting. I pulled it out last night. The kids wanted to listen to it, and, and a little piece of paper fell out because I got the actual CD, hmm. and it had a little insert for it saying that Star Wars in concert was coming back. Yes, this yes, year. yes. That is correct. Yes, I remember. So, 
Yeah, so I just want to, you know, I'm excited for that. I'm going to definitely uh, yes. go to that with my kids. So. Yes. We and need to try to go when we find out when and where it's going to be, Scott. I, I, and yeah, and I got to, I won't, I won't waste your time telling you the heartbreaking story of how I didn't make it to the last oh, one. Oh, so. man. I went up to, uh, where did I go? They came to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, but I went up to North Georgia to meet up with Dave Gainesville. Who's Dave Gainesville? Uh, Dave Jones oh. up in Gainesville. We met up and, and went and, um, Man, that's a great. Did you get to go when it was last or coming around, Dave? I did. My brothers took me, and I had a great time. So I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to taking the whole family this yeah. time around. It's a it is a cool show, man. With or without Anthony Daniels, it'll be a Absolutely. cool show. Is he going to not be there on this one? I don't know. I'm just saying, if he's not, that'll be. They fun. should get Ian McDermott to do it, dude. Did you you've got the DVD from that? Yeah, from the episode three something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. How do you feel about you know Scott's been very critical of the old score, Dave. He hates the score for Force Awakens. <laughs> what you know, I um, I think it's a weak. I'm sister. liking it more and more. I I, I got a hold of uh, I don't know if you know there's they have their uh, awards consideration page up. Disney does yes, which has a little little more music, and so I uh, been listening to that as well as the official score. And um, yeah, some of the some I've, of the I've been, they have on there are longer than the album. Yeah, so I've been enjoying it, but it didn't. It took a while to. I mean, there are some parts that jumped out I loved right away. Some parts a little understated, I thought. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I saw John Williams live in concert uh, about two years ago now for my birthday. He came here for a benefit concert here. In wait a minute! Wait a minute! Who's this on the phone? This is Dave Atterbury. Dave Atterbury. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, the DLA. I kept, I kept listening to him going, he's telling a lot of Dave Atterbury stories. <laughs> and I realized it, it is Dave Atterbury. Okay. I didn't realize it was. Well, you, said, you said Dave, and I was just like, okay, Dave. Uh, um, seven oh, million Daves. No, you know. listen, we treat every listener yeah, as though they're Dave I just, Atterbury. I, like, I know Dave Atterbury. Right. Though, so. Dave Atterbury is the reason I was able to go to Star Wars Celebration 5, man. Dave Atterbury is? Yeah. Yeah, he put me up down there. That weekend, he down, was great down, down in a, Orlando. How did Dave Atterbury put Dave's like out in the West? I know, but they had like some kind of condo time. My, pa- my parents have a condo there right next to Walt Disney World. Yeah. Ah, okay, so. I got you. And okay. so Dave was like, yeah. "Come, come stay with us." And not no. only did it was it like, "Come stay with us," I expected well, I'll sleep on the couch with her. I like he put me up. It was like incredible. He, had sleep. he rolled the red carpet out, man. You had to sleep in his bed. Yeah, we could have snuggled up if you wanted to. <laughs> could have spooned it with Dave. Awesome. Yeah, we could have spooned with Dave. <laughs> Well, now Dave, now Dave, Dave, yeah, Dave did this. Went to this benefit concert. John Williams conducting, John Williams music, right? And we were all sickened. Yep. You were all what? We were all sickened. Yeah, sickened because, by it. Yeah, because Dave got to go and none of us got to. Right. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was one of those things where I mean, you know, you, you listen to the music over and over and you have it memorized, and at first, it's coming out, you know, and the orchestra is performing it note for note, perfect. And you're like, wow, it's kind of like listening to my CD. But then it was so enveloping. And so uh, just being there live in a concert hall, you know, and I wept. It was so, (laughs) it was so moving when he got to the Star Wars theme, Mm. you know, and just. I bet that first note sounded good, too. Yeah, and Steven Spielberg was there. And so, and to watch Uh, him get excited when they fired up Indiana Jones. uh, So, I, uh. (sighs) This I'll is, be honest, I'm very biased sense. when it comes to John Williams. So. Yeah, well, I think we all are. I think we all are. Um, <laughs> but I also think that I, I agree with Scott. The first note of this particular main theme comes in very weak. Yeah, what is up with that? 
Yeah. On the first I can week. agree with that. Yeah. It's a little... And I was, I was kind of hoping for, uh, kind of near the climax, a little more of a triumphant moment uh, from the score. Are you talking but about... Again, are you talking about, like, as far as, like, the end of the movie? Yeah. Like, kind of, you know... Uh, but then again, I was also daydreaming about a, an amazing moment where Luke shows up to save the day. So, oh right, me too, oh, okay. yeah. me too. Like, <laughs> I, how? Like, I, and that might be my fault, Dave, because I started speculating: what if Ray gets the lightsaber? She tries to fight Kylo Ren, but he's about to deliver the killing blow. And Luke, who's been on the trail of Kylo Ren the whole time, mm. just all of a sudden there's a there's a green blade yep. that blocks his red blade, a la. Yep. Return of the Jedi. I just think I, I pretty be... much had the same daydream. So yeah. you know. <laughs> mm. Well, I hope in in Episode Eight, the First Order Strikes Back, we get to see Luke Skywalker use his blade. I uh, have. Oh yeah. And that I hope we, my... and, and having seen yeah. Han Solo die, I hope we don't see Luke Skywalker die. No, we've nah. had enough death. Right. Well, I mean, the hero's journey. She's lost her mentor. You know. Yeah. And so, he really yeah. kind of is around. I mean, he was going to hire her for crying out yeah. loud if there was a job available. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Before I let you go, Dave, favorite character out of The Force Awakens of the new cast? Uh, Ray. Okay. Mm. I, I, w- I went in with Poe Dameron. I was loving everything about what I saw of him beforehand, and he did not disappoint, you know. And, and I actually, the third viewing, I, I, I really am enjoying the, the, the comedy of sin and the tenderheartedness of a sanitation stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. You know who never but awoken? I, who never awoken? Finn never awoken. Well, it's because he was never meant to be a Jedi. But he got clocked in the uh, in the oh in yeah the forest. He, got he never woke oh, up. He was in yeah. a coma like yeah. Duke in that GI Joe movie. He, it's, oh yeah, he was like Duke yeah. in that GI Joe movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was Hawk surprised kind of stuff, how much man. I loved Ray in this movie, and every. Yeah. Every time I've seen the movie, that moment where she calls the lightsaber to her, I got choked up every time. It's so. a great moment. It was. Yeah. I wish I hadn't known it was coming. Thanks to Harrison Ford, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it was a it was a cool moment. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I'm sorry. Talk about a throwback. I felt like it was a throwback to. It was. I'm like, don't be throwing back to Empire in your first this new trilogy where the where the lightsaber sticking up out of the snow. Oh yeah. Look just mm-hmm. like the Wampa Cave. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. But anyhow, well, Dave, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Thanks for calling in tonight. Thank you. It was great to talk to you both. All yeah, right, man. Same here, Dave. Have a good one, bro. Take we'll care. see you soon. I wish I'd realized it was we'll him sooner. All right. Um, we, we talked all over Dave, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. Like so much for those two-minute phone calls. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, let me ask you this. Is anybody, because I know nobody's talking about Hux in any of their follow-up shows. Right. Is anybody talking about Harrison Ford's wig? Did he have a wig? I'm 99% sure that it's a wig. I don't think he had a wig. Because his hair is a lot thinner than that nowadays. I think they might have put some extensions in. Uh, he might have, well, there was certainly some follicle, follicular yeah. assistance. There was no wig, though. Because well, he still maybe had. Maybe not a wig. He wig was, maybe he had some of that spray on Ron Popeil hair. Like uh, Bronson Pinchot has. I don't know who that is. Bronson Pinchot from Perfect Strangers? Oh, Balky? Balky, yeah. yeah. He showed that at Letterman one day. He does the spray on hair. Yeah, he took, took Letterman's blue cards and wiped them on his head, and the stuff came off. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, Ron Popeil, you know, isn't that who sold that hairspray? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember on his set it and forget it commercial, like, hold on, I need to do this real quick, and he sprayed his hair on. Everyone's like, yeah, he did it. Nice. 
That guy, whatever happened to him? Is he Bronco still selling Peel? stuff? Yeah. I'm sure he's got I've got his knives in my kitchen. Ginsu? The Showtime knife set. No, Showtime? the Showtime knife set. What happened set. to Ginsu? Ginsu's I don't think he did Ginsu. No. He didn't do Ginsu? No, that's old Japanese art, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> really? Yeah. I cut a tin can. Let's talk old about, Japanese used to like to cut tin cans. Let's talk about the racist uh, Nemoidians in episode one versus uh, the language that that one dude was speaking on the on the freighter with Han when they show up. Not the Guavian Death <laughs> Gang, but the other gang. I was like, well, that yeah. seems kind of racist in and of yeah. itself. Yeah, so, some, somewhat Asian, certainly. Yeah, it seemed like they were getting also ready to do karate blaster moves. <laughs> and so I just feel like, as I was watching, I'm like, hmm. Now let's not just because the Nemoidians happen to have a, a certain dialect. Does but it? see, they erased that dialect by the Re- Revenge of the Sith. Do you remember? Had they? Because oh yeah, because in Episode One it said, "Again, you come before us, your highness." Right, right, right. And then Episode Three is like, "They've gone into the shaft. They're in the main chamber." And all of a sudden, he was like a surfer dude. That's true. The Nemoidian on uh, Grievous's That's ship. That's true. But, yeah. when you, but so, but when you get to but when uh, dude, dude. But when on Mustafar with uh, what's his face, mm-hmm. uh, he says, "I mean, he has a he still has that same accent." He's no, but I don't. Yeah, seal off the bridge. Yeah, he still yeah. has that whole thing going. Yeah, he does. So that lets lets you know there were different dialects, you know, different well, accents. Than the Nemoidians. Yeah, They're like Southern California Nemoidians. Right. They had Japanese Asian? Nemoidians. Mm-hmm. Sure. I bet I'm they okay had. With that. I bet they had Southern Nemoidians. I would have liked to see that. Yeah. Hey y'all, seal off the bridge. Cinder Lot Dodds here. He's gonna he's gonna tell us what's going on up there. <laughs> up there, there's the now there are two of them. Now there. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have made this bargain. Don't need to report nothing until we got something to, to report. report. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> After her, this was just a decoy. <laughs> Get after. <laughs> By the way, I haven't put it together yet, but I, I am going to do a um, just preview for everyone coming up. I'm going to do a uh, bad impersonations theater Ooh. on an episode or two down the road. Uh, Jar Jar Binks doing the speech from the end of Rocky Four. Oh, with uh, Nee Num as the uh, Russian translator. I <laughs> <laughs> see that might take a little preparation. Yeah, I got to get all that worked up. So. Yeah, but if Misa can change, and Musa can change, everybody can no, change. No, stop, stop. Save it. Save it. Save it. Don't let it out of the can. Just a little preview for everybody. So. Um, wow, Jason Blake, said they, they appeared to have fixed his hair, but they definitely used technology to soften up Carrie Fisher's face. Ooh. That's not nice. I t- again, and I told you this over dinner mm-hmm. uh, that was not recorded. That um, you, they did the right thing with Carrie Fisher in using her sparingly, mm-hmm. so that like her voice issues and her mm-hmm. little facial things and none of those really came into play because yeah. she was. Yeah, but I also think that the she way was good. she was, she did a good job, and I also think that you ease your you ease your people into you ease your viewers into getting used to these these characters. I mean. They showed Han early on, mm. you know, in the marketing, you know, for Chewie, we're home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had time with that to get used to old Han. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really have to get used to old Luke because he's in the last bit of the movie. Uh, and you hate that part. You say it could have been left out. Uh, you hated this movie. <laughs> 
Um, I don't hate that part. I just don't understand why they just... It just felt tacked on. Yeah. It didn't feel fully explored. I felt like there could have been more to it than just... I what, mean, what if the First Order Strikes Back opens up with them on that mountain three years later and she's still holding the lightsaber still- out? <laughs> And he's going full on Jedi training mode on her, like he's just sitting there eating some rice in front of her, so eating Yoda mm. stew in front of her, like root leaf. How you doing there? Yeah, yeah. Everything going all right over there? Okay, good. I'm not going to train you. And she's just sitting there <laughs> holding it, like a like Pi May and Kill Bill. Like he she just keeps. Um, but uh, no, I look. I think they had to, because you want to talk about people losing their crap. <laughs> people would have revolted. I mean, they made this movie for the fans. Yes, they did. This is did. for the fans by the fans. Yes, they did. And um, and people would have revolted had that not. That, I I can see where you where you say that scene was attacked on scene. Yeah, it was. Um, That's why I say it. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it. I liked it for what it, it was. Just, I liked the journey man. up those steps and. The and movie's I, over. I know, but I like getting to see Luke Skywalker turn around, man. That dude. I love that we got to see Luke. Yeah. Luke looked great. Yeah. Fantastic. He looked tough, dude. Yeah. He looked he hardened. Looked, he looked tortured. Yeah. But he also looked like determined. Like there was yeah. all kinds of stuff going on. And Mark Hamill should get like best cameo. <laughs> That's all he did. At, at like the whatever whatever awards gives out cameo. Yeah. He should get the best cameo. But see, Tad says the clothing shot should have been the Falcon taken off. I told you it should have been. We Ray, talked. Yeah, we Ray talked about that. A, a white shirt on and a black vest. No, she's not <laughs> putting on Han's clothes. And she says. Princess, we'll find Luke. I, do, I promise. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I do like her. I do like her. Her non scavenger clothes. Yeah. Her outfit that still yeah. looks scavenger, but it still looks Japanese. Right. I mean, the whole thing, and that that is one thing mm, I do appreciate that it yeah. does have a, a bit of a George Lucas vibe because it all does have kind of that that Japanese samurai wandering through mm-hmm. the desert type of look. Yeah. So I dig that. She's awesome, dude. Oh, she's great. And and I don't care that people are calling her a Mary Sue. I hate that term. But she's not a Mary Sue. I think that no, she's a Ray. Yeah. She's a Daisy she's, Ray. She's Daisy Ray. <laughs> exactly. I don't I don't understand that term. Mary Sue? Yeah, I think you it's You know what stu- it is. Yeah, but I think it's stupid. Well, I think it doesn't even apply to this. No. Well, Mary they're saying Sue, she can do everything. A like, Mary Sue is the author's stand in. Mary Sue is when you go like like when I was when I was uh in sixth grade, I had to. We had to write a story mm-hmm. in English class. Uh, we had to put ourselves into an episode of our favorite television show. Ooh, yes. So I was. I had to interact with Mork and Mindy. Oh, that was your favorite <laughs> television show. It was 1982. Nice. Yeah, and um, so that you know. But Mary Sue is when you take fan fiction and mm-hmm. you write a character that's basically you, and you put them in there, and everybody thinks you're wonderful. Mm. That's not what happened here. J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan didn't go. I feel like you, know, you hear Lawrence Casney's got that little voice. You know, right. I feel like I'm just a little girl, don't you, JJ? <laughs> you never heard that. No, no, it's, it's not. Well, what I saw when I saw someone when I saw an article about that, they described a Mary Sue as someone who's just able to do everything, almost like a. How do you say that word? Deus ex machina. Deus ex, ex machina. Right. But but well, first off, that's not the definition of a Mary Sue. Right. But on top of that, uh, she's not. She she got the. I mean. Kylo threw her into a tree for crying out loud. He knocked her out cold. That is a great fight. Yeah. Dude, when she grabs his wrist and starts to push that lightsaber down into the ground. In the snow. Oh. Mm. Mm. I love it, man. I just love that whole scene. I'm telling you, like, for all the hate I got on Twitter from that one person, mm-hmm. and you know how you really focus on the hate you get more than anything else. Yep. 
Yes, I do. I just, I'm like, I did, there was so much about this movie that I love. I absolutely mm. love. And she's one of those things. And I don't think she's Mary Sue either. No, I think, I think that they set up everything perfectly with her from being able to fight with the staff, as you said, to her piloting skills and, and everything else. And they really do a good job in the book where she talks about every time she gets a chance to fly anything, she did, you know, mm. just so she could have that experience because she yeah. loves to fly. And, and what she learned just from, scavenging the corridors of a of a star destroyer, you know. So I'm I dig her. I, I think she's great. Uh but I, I I say all that to say I love that that outfit she wears. And you say it looks very Japanese and you're glad. Yeah. That I think it's it a samurai thing, yeah. That's the thing with the episode one stuff. I never understood why they were like George Lucas is mocking the Asian people. George Lucas loves the Asian people. Right. George Lucas is a Jap a Japophile. It's well and word. I mean and well I mean they Nip-a-file? also said <laughs> Asia file or Orientophile? No, because it's Nippon over there. It would not be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that term. I don't like the terminology you're using right now. Um, the uh, but they also say Jar Jar was racist. Yeah. Oh, they they had to bend over backwards to get that one. I don't. It just irks me. It really mm. irks me. You know. Yeah. And two, and that's the other thing that's really irked me. And we talked about this over dinner. Is the is the use of this movie to. Yes. To bash the prequels, yes, and I feel like that that has caused me, in some ways, unfairly or not, to push back against yep. Episode Seven because I do love the prequels, and I think the prequels are good movies. Yeah, but then the next day, you run into people and they go, "Hey, how was the movie?" And you go, "Well, it was," and they go, "I sure hope it was better than that Episode One through Three crap, wasn't it?" Yeah, and then that's when you start going, "Wait a minute." Yeah. Wait just a damn minute. Right. The maker made those movies, <laughs> That's okay? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and so I just have a real problem with people using this movie to to hate <laughs> further on the prequels. And Brian, Brian, I think it was Ryan who explained to me the other day what the problem was with the prequels. Yeah. Was that Rick McCallum was a yes man. Yeah. I mean, and I've he said needed that a someone lot. to tell him no. I've said that a lot. George now, George Lucas needed someone to say, How about we do this instead? Well, how about we do this instead? But not no. Because right. look, if I'm if I'm making a movie and it's the movie I want to make, and I hire a producer, I don't hire a guy to tell me no. I hired a guy to get it done. Right, right. So Rick McCallum was the guy that George Lucas wanted to get it done. Yeah. And guess what? It got done. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't understand this. He needed someone to tell him no. No, he needed somebody to go do what he asked him to do. Yeah. McCallum was a when great I hire man. people. When I hire people at the radio station, will you tell me no when I ask you to do something? Yes, I will. You're hired. No. Lucas, You're out of here. Lucas needed a collaborator mm-hmm. to, to pull him back sometimes. I feel like that, you know, that there are moments where he doesn't get pulled back or moments in particularly Attack of the Clones where it's like we need to punch up the dialogue a little bit. And, and they brought Tom Stoppard in two. to do it. How'd that not work out? I don't know. I don't know. How do you bring I, Tom Stoppard in and go, eh, still the dialogue's not so Well, hard. I mean, and maybe it was George being a bit of controlling me, like, oh, I like it like it was. <laughs> I like your revisions, but I'm going to revise your revisions. I'm going to revise your revisions. I'm going to revise it. Um, Could you just do I your still revisions say, for me in pencil? I still say in episode three, and, and this is an experiment I need to do, that if you just uh. pot down Hayden Christensen... And put a few effects on him. He'll sound in the cadence, and then at that point, the timber of a James Earl Jones. I think he was really trying to. Don't do tell the... me that's yours. Yeah, because Jason's been talking that. You know. No, I don't. Jason Swank has advanced that theory. Are you serious? Yeah, I've been saying that for years. I'll let you two take it up. Are you serious? Yeah, he's advanced that theory on the show. I've been saying. It I don't for know years. him from anywhere else, so you know, you guys are buddies. I've been saying that for years. 
I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to have to talk to Swank. Uh-huh. But maybe we just... I heard him I, w- I will say this. Swank and I come to a lot of the same conclusions independently yeah. a lot of times. But it's just if, they, if the conclusions are coming downward, they get to you first. Yeah, I'm taller. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I've never heard him say that. Yeah, he said, I'm not going to go find the episode. Well, I don't, I'm not asking you to. I'm not going to. Done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> then, then we're all happy. Then everything's good. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap us up. Yeah. Of the second of many Force Awakens, because it's not being done, as you say. No, nobody's doing it. No one's talking about no, Force Awakens. Really I will say guys. this: this movie has lent itself to more reaction, speculation, discussion um, than any of the big movies that have come out in recent years, to my memory. And it's wonderfully open ended. Yeah. Which I love about it. Yep. It's not Memento, but it's wonderfully open-ended. Right. Yeah. Memento. <laughs> you could talk about Memento for weeks. <laughs> you could, but why would you? Oh, no. Um, no. I like Memento. I'm I just kidding. Oh. I like Memento. Um, I also like Batman Begins a whole lot. I like Batman Begins. Um, Although, when I saw it, yeah. I bought a ticket for episode three. Because really? I don't want my money going to something else other than no. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought it to episode three and you walked into Batman? Yes, I did. I did a Batman episode three double feature one day, but I bought paid for both tickets. So. Uh, I bought episode three and went and saw Batman. That's it was awesome. all planned. That is awesome. Love it. Well, Scott, people can find my Star Wars story where? At my Star Wars story. Okay. On the Twitter? <laughs> On the Twitter. On the web, I've got mystarwarsstory.com. Okay. Uh, on the iTunes, iTunes, under My Star Wars Story. Although there seem to be more and more of them showing up on iTunes. Oh, I'll get into it another time. Really? Yeah, people being played out. Don't worry about it. It's... People are taking My Star well, Wars Story? Well, you know, Ahsoka stole it. Yeah. And then... Actually, uh, next time. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. then, uh, like, there's two or three other now podcast episodes mm-hmm. of different people's podcasts titled My Star Wars Story. Jerks. Yeah. Like all in the last couple months. Well, thanks for listening to Goal 167, my Star Wars story. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it now just to be a jerk. Thanks. Oh, and Dinner for Geeks this week? Yes. We'll be putting out our big, highly anticipated (laughs) Force Awakens Awakens reaction show. Minus Ron. (laughs) Minus Ron. I got to get Ron to come to Hazelhurst and just sit down. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I need to get. Really? I don't think he's been. Poor Ron. I'm going to call him up and buy his ticket. That's Aww. what I'm going to do. I'm going to Aww. Facebook message him because he'll respond to that. He knows how to do that. Otherwise, email us, geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com, facebook.com slash geekoutloud, on the Twitter, at geekoutloud, at Steve Glosson, at Goliverse for all of the Goliverse shows. Scott is at Rifen. Huh? What are you on Twitter? Uh, at Rifen or at My Star at Wars At Rifen Story. or at My Star Wars Or at Story. Dinner for Geeks. At Dinner for Geeks. Yeah. There you go. All of it. There. Boom. Twitter. Done. Complete. Thanks, everyone, who joined us live at Mixer.com slash Goliverse. If you want to support the shows, you can do so by using those Amazon links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com, or you can do so directly at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. It, doing that keeps us live it keeps us up and recording it keeps our equipment up to date and we greatly appreciate everyone who chips in with that look this week for a few uh, very special Patreon episodes as we will be rounding out the saga as we knew it before December 18th of this year guys thanks so much for joining us we will see you next time on Geek Out Loud